0: everybody. Welcome to Street Fight Radio. Glad you're here. It's the call-in show. Uh, You can watch along if you want by going to the live stream on Facebook, Twitch, or Twitter. We're at twitch.tv slash streetfightradio where we have some uh, very special emoticons. We have the Brian Yuck emoji on there. Um, We're going to add some of the. some of the That's a Capitalism audio and other stuff from the show. So if you want to go hang with the gang, act orangutan, and tang, do it over on twitch.tv slash streetfightradio. Otherwise, uh, you're, it's in the chat. Everybody can see what's going on. I always like to see what everybody's saying and how they're feeling about the show. This is Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. And tonight we're taking calls. The number to dial is 614-655-3887. We do this every single Sunday. And we want to hear about your bad bosses, um, your evil landlords, and anything else that might interest us. Uh, we have been in the game for nine years now, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. Uh, and are going bigger and better than ever, spreading this mess across the U.S., still blessed with the success, and thank you to everybody. That listens and supports what we do. I hope you enjoyed the live stream I did of uh, my buddy Bryceus, a.k.a. Wavy. He is painting our new background for the Means TV show. Uh, And shit looks amazing. Follow on Instagram. I'll be doing some live streams over there tomorrow. He's going to finish it up. And we're doing a fundraiser um, that we'll be launching this week. Wavy put together some masks and t-shirts to raise some money for the Ohio Arts Coalition who helped him out, and he wants to give back. Uh, If you want to get it before the official drop, just head to store.streetfighteradio.com, where you can get your pre-order in right now. Uh, Patreon people, though, you're going to get a a discount code of 20%, so maybe wait for that. Uh, How's it going, Brian? Uh, It's good to be back in the the studio. Yeah. Uh, I did fuck it up last week, but I'm back. I'm in the room with Brett. Right before we got started, I was telling them I'm full of vim and vigor and also vinegar, actually. But not really vinegar. I had not had vinegar in quite a while. Say, I could never see you eating vinegar. I like it. I mean, what? what like you put it on the french fries? The British people call it the chips? Yeah. Fish and chips? Yeah. yeah. It's wonderful. Locked out of everything right now. You are. Well, I'm not locked out of Facebook, but I deleted it off my phone. So I had no social networking today at all. You 100% you free of it. Just because Twitter was your lockdown let me. And yeah. I was just like, I'm not, I deleted Facebook off my phone because it was stressing me out. That's and good reason. It making me feel bad. It's good, good reason. reason. I could just open it up and instant bad feelings. I decided, you know what? It's not good to have a thing that you just open up and give you instantly bad feelings. I didn't delete my account. Yeah, which I think is I'm trying to decide if that's a dickhead thing for me to have done because like it gives people the impression that I'm there and that I'm not answering them, you know, but I'm not there at all. I'm just not there, but I'm not deleting it. I'm yeah, keeping maybe... it, but I'm not I'm not there at all. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Maybe delete turn off. I don't know if you can turn off messaging from people you aren't friends with or eh, I just, just... To, just get rid of it. You don't have it's not like you have baby pictures on there. Yeah, I mean, there's probably stuff on there that I'd like to have, but that I guess I could go get too if I wanted. Just pictures of Gwen from when she was real little and shit. Oh, okay, you know what I mean? okay. But so there, uh, there, there is actual baby pictures on. There. And I like the time hop shit a lot of times. Just seeing some shit like just uh, when we were like really excited to be doing live shows because we were getting big audiences. A lot of good pictures of those. You yeah, know? yeah, that's true. That's true. I like that too. Uh, I've stopped posting so much like now that I keep thinking like in five years though I need to get some more kid pictures on here so that way I have something to look forward to Yeah, instead of just angry shit posting. Yeah. So I'm not on Facebook but then I got up today and my Twitter was like logged out on all my devices and I was like that's fucking weird. So I went to log in and none of my passwords worked and I was like alright so I gotta reset my password and when I went to reset the password it was a whole different email address. Of something I didn't recognize at all. So now um, I sent them a ticket. But now I got all this business to attend to this week. Really, usually when I say, oh, I have a bunch of business to attend to for Street Fight stuff. I'm lying. I don't have any business to attend to. (laughs) But this week just happens to be a week where I have some business that I have to get done. Some stuff. So now I feel like I'm having to dictate DMs to Brett and be like, sir, uh, Brian has <laughs> requested that I get a hold of you and on his behalf, you know, <laughs> like, cause I'm doing a guest spot on, we're doing guest spots on two shows this week. I'm doing a guest spot on one. Me and you were together doing one on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. You know, I like, just like said we're going to be on a go off Kings Wednesday and, uh, I can't get hold of Jesse or anything. I can't see if he's messaging me, so I'm gonna have to have Brett get a hold of him too. And then also uh, the other show I'm doing, I can't even get a hold of him. They wanted me to retweet something. I was gonna retweet it, but I can't because I can't tweet. So no Twitter, no Facebook. Uh, what I have spent the day doing on my phone is Google Cards again. You guys know <laughs> how much I love Google Cards. <laughs> oh yeah, those are just game changer in the news business. <laughs> Fans of the show will know that I love Google cards. It makes it gets me, uh, uh, acquainted with what's going on in fields that I care about. And, uh, just show you. So I'll, I'll read you some of the headlines that I've read today, Brett. I think you'll like them. Okay. I think these are things. First of all, uh, uh, there is the Wizard of Zah, who is a fella. Um, who is, he, he is a guy in Columbus who has an Instagram where he posts pictures of pizza and people just fucking started messaging him and saying, can I get some of that pizza? Now he's got this long list of like thousands of people because like John C. Riley ate his pizza, fucking, uh, Buckeyes ate his pizza, Blue Jackets ate his pizza. This guy is big into the pizza, right? And he's thinking about opening up a restaurant, but I don't think by the end of the article, they'd explained if he was opening a brick and mortar location. So, uh, that's another thing. I got to get on Instagram to get this guy's pizza, which sounds delicious to me. He's a yeah. local guy. He's a Columbus guy. Yeah. And just and is now probably going to get in trouble with the federal government for running an illegal restaurant out of his house. Oh, that could be true. Well, he was only in this week. Magazine. Okay. He wasn't in uh, uh, the Columbus Dispatch. How did John C. Riley end up with the pizza? I guess he was coming through town and he was like, hey, can I get one of these pizzas off of an Instagram? I don't know how John C. Riley got his hands on the pizza, to tell you the truth. I have seen lots of people <laughs> that just say like, hey, I do catering and make food and we have all this today and you can buy it off Instagram. Yeah. It's certainly not a new thing. So that was a neat thing I read today, but then I also read why Charlie Hunnam doesn't have kids. Just too career focused, really. <laughs> I don't know. He's I don't, the guy from Sons of Anarchy. He played Jax on Sons of oh, Anarchy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I read the top Marvel characters that the lead from Hamilton could play. These are all things that come to me. These are like okay, tailored. tailored to my interest. The stuff you love. Yeah, Columbus Bar gets 15-day liquor license suspension for COVID violation. Wow. Yeah, but it wasn't just one. It it was actually a bunch of them got hit. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I don't know what. uh, It looks like Park Street Cantina, which me and you are like, close it. I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, It's one of those bars that's like. Who needs it? Well, the people I mean, that are going there that get it, are, like, the kind of people you want to get it. Well, yeah, also, I mean, you just want to have a place where, like, raggedy, horrible people can go. Like, if you close down the sleaze bag like, clubs... They're just gonna come to like our places to drink, yeah. And we don't not want to at there. those places right now. But I guess like when this in is the, all over, yeah. In the future, you want you want to have a place where they can segregate themselves away from us March. and go spit aggressively on the ground and try to get in fights with people looking at their girls. True. Park Street Cantina, located at four ninety one Park Street, across from the North Market, and listed by the state under the license names I Love This Bar LLC. Uh oh, <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> that's what, no, that's what they're listing that it's not in ohio their liquor license is under i love this bar llc oh they got them got it before toby keith apparently i guess man or toby keith doesn't have nothing in ohio yeah that makes you sense know? yeah so there's that that happened that's interesting to me i mean campus is just i just read the first that was another one of the cards that because i'm re- i read about covid way more than i do any other news because in comic book movies which i don't actually care that much about i just read about them right like I watched all of I watched the new Batman movies trailer. Uh huh. It's dark. Oh no, really? This is like a dark. It's kind of a dark take on Batman, you know? Gritty. It's a little gritty. It looks like, um, if Batman was happening in like the real world, ah. like it's one of those takes of like a more realistic take on Batman. He's yeah. dark and he's 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 very. He's more, he's violent. There's you know no, I mean? there's no, uh, there's no glossy sheen of the page to cover up the violence inside the movie. No. In the real world. No. And you know who's in it though? That I said I would, I said I'm never going to go see another Batman movie. Uh, ben Affleck? No, the new Batman's Robert Pattinson. Oh, that's a good Batman. He's good. I said I will never see another Batman movie until they put the penguin in it. Russell Crowe's playing the penguin. <laughs> Russell Crowe? <laughs> <laughs> the penguins and so now i'm like i gotta fuck i didn't even get to skip one yeah you know i've seen them all he's i sw- made a bold declaration that i thought would pay off for sure and now i gotta fucking go see this one because it's the penguin rules oh yeah penguin's great god you know yeah he's a big fat guy Cobblepot, mean, whatever you know? his name yeah is. he's a big mean fat guy and does that thing? It <laughs> has the uh flipper hands. I don't think he has the flipper no hands. No flipper hands? I don't think the real penguin does. Uh in the I think that was a movie thing. I think it was ah. a Tim Burton thing. Okay. I don't know for sure. I think the penguin's just a gangster that is like really into penguin style. <laughs> which umbrellas. Love. He does he hypnotizes people with umbrellas too. <laughs> That's what I like about it. That's what I like. Why well, just like a cool fucking you know, like I do like a villain that's, like, an over-the-top, like, he's kind of funny, you know? Like, because the Penguin can never whip somebody's ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's just, like, kind of a, like, Danny DeVito playing him. And Russell Crowe looks huge playing He's, like, big. He's giving speeches. So, that's exciting to me. Okay. Um. Uh. But, yeah, that was most of the news. I, I read the worst news today. I just got to tell you, man. One thing was, like, Keanu Reeves got tricked into doing a movie called The Watcher and i read a whole article about it and and i'm reading paragraph after paragraph describing i don't even know what they were describing it was basically like keanu this article was keanu reeves got tricked into doing a movie so i was like oh that's interesting i'll read that because i don't have twitter right now <laughs> I don't have anything else to read i'm scrolling through i read like six paragraphs dude they still haven't explained what the movie is right okay so I'm six paragraphs in and then a header comes up in bold and says, who is Keanu Reeves? And it's another six paragraphs about who he fucking is. Like, apparently I am a Keanu Reeves fan because Google gives me all the news fit to print about Keanu Reeves. You're John Wick, right? Yeah, I love John Wick. Yeah. Any uh, John Wick information. But yeah, it's just so weird to see what Google thinks you're interested in. You know, it's like, it's coronavirus that I'm really into. Better call Saul and, uh, politics and, uh, guys in prison. It's like a lot of guys, like these three guys got 505 years in prison and, and they're, they're looking over their case. But yeah, it's very weird. Um, Colin Farrell is the Penguin, not Russell Crowe. Oh, I love Colin Farrell though too. I thought that was Russell Crowe. You got me excited it. for Russell Crowe Penguin. You don't like Colin Farrell though. He's nah. Have cool. you ever seen that movie with him? Uh, they're all. Oh no, you ain't seen the Nice Guys then. Nice Guys best movie. Oh, that stupid seventies drug thing. It's not. I don't know if it's seventies movie. I'm not a hundred percent. Then fake sure. mustaches and shit, and it's like all burnt orange. It's color? got Ryan Gosling yeah, in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Don't want to see it. One of the best dude movies ever made. It's a real dude. It's for dudes and dudes who like to be dudes. Sure. Macho dudes. Like. Guys for guys who like mo- movies for guys who like movies. Oh, I watch that every week, dude. I well, I didn't watch it. I would check to see what's on it and rent the movie because I hate yippee Kaye, mister falcon you know what i mean I'm <laughs> yeah. not into that you know it's been a weird it's just been so weird I, I barely left my house over that week that we didn't do the show here other than to take my walks and then uh uh, uh i started watching so i started watching like this series on netflix about video games yeah you know? uh-huh. like is this is what the they are of video games but they had the one of the episodes. The episode we watched last night was about the Nintendo game counselors. What was? Oh, were well you calling it tips? Yeah, but it was told from the Nintendo game counselor's perspective, like a guy that did it for a living. Like he got the job because he won. In 1990, they had a tournament for Nintendo, right? And this motherfucker won championship for the whole country, and then. They never did the tournament again, which is tight. He's like the champion. Forever. Yeah, he's the best in Nintendo, undisputed. <laughs> yeah. But uh, then he ended up getting a job at the, uh, he cheated on the test and he got a job as a game counselor. He, he taped the answers to the questions inside a pair of sunglasses and then put them down in front of them and read the answers and took the test. This is what he said. He said it. That sounds like a cool movie from the '80s. And he was a Nintendo game counselor, and like you just basically, they basically just sat there and played video games all day, and and pe- it sounded terrible. They were like, sometimes you know, you'd take sixty to seventy calls a day, and it's like, can you imagine the phone calls that came in at the Nintendo hot? Like the guy <laughs> described one thing. They didn't get enough into, like, the weeds about what it was like to work there. But he did describe, like, uh, uh, there was this one game. He's like, people would call you, and they'd be like, okay, I'm at the part of the game with the gray blocks. And I'm in the bottom right-hand corner. Yeah. And then you're fucking sitting there like... Right. What are you guys supposed to do? <laughs> play for two hours to get to that part, so or, you can play along with them? What even is it? Isn't? it uh, it's any. So you're doing customer service for every game, I basically. It was every game. They had a big binder that had all the maps for all the games. Thing is, they didn't give you that fucking binder. That was crowdsourced by the people that worked at the Nintendo place. Had to draw out the maps. They had to make their own maps and shit. Seems like a terrible oh job my God. now. When you think about I, it. I, uh, I'm trying to get my guy on, on the thingy. Well, um, yeah. Sir, sir, what thingy? Like the damn thingy. <laughs> you ever died like 60 times on a game and just so mad you pick up the phone?
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> just, I just know how I felt a lot of times playing games when I had like a lot of hormones coursing through my veins and also was frustrated and also was like, Oh my God. We used to play with Jason. We used to play video games. I was actually talking to my younger brother about this last night. He's like, I never got to play. And I was like, yeah, I agree. You never got to play because the survival of the fittest in that house. And it was like, what would happen is Jason would die. And then that motherfucker, Jason, Jason would die. Right. And then he'd be like, I get to play again because you talked while I was playing. (laughs) Even though like the TV was on and everything else was going, it's like why is the talking the thing that makes you fucking get to play again? So he would get to play five guys in a row, and then I'd get to play one, and of course die in like two seconds, and then have to hand over the stuff. I hated playing video. I like and but then when you got it on your own, if you get stuck somewhere, like when you're an adult, when you get stuck on a video game. Walk away. You just walk away. You never play it again. You say, like, I'll come back, maybe, but you never do. Yeah. You never come back. You just quit, walk away. When you're a kid, that's just like not an option. Yeah. (laughs) You're stuck with the game. (laughs) This is the one game you got. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty it's pretty funny. I really wish we could somehow get a Nintendo game counselor to call in (laughs) so you could ask them all of like cause that that might be one of the cause I did tech support over the phone for an internet service provider. And that I did it for a year for 13 months. I ca- I counted. Yeah. The days. And uh it just was like the worst job i it was really a frustrating job to have. Cause you are like really dragging people through their computer to parts of their computer they don't even know exist. They don't know uh how to double click. They say mash instead of click, which I always thought was like just incredibly... I hated it then because if somebody said, so do I just mash on that? And it's like, do I mash on the trash can? And I'd be like, just... Can you just throw your computer away? Cause... <laughs> mash? Yeah, because this was at the beginning of the home computer boom in the 90s when it was like everybody got one yeah you were all we were all gonna have them and this was when everybody was it had expanded but these were people that never touched anything right and they were the adult in the house not the kid yeah and and they were furious because it wasn't plug and play because computers just aren't that. Yeah. And they just, yeah, they, instead of click, they would say mash and it would drive me up the fucking wall. And they would also like write mash. Yeah. You <laughs> would ask them to read what's in a box and they would read everything on the screen. It was really one of the worst experiences of my life doing that job. It was so hard. You mean like they'd say file, open, print, yeah. just like read the bar across the top, any, yeah. any start at the b- top left and read it like a book? Yes. Or like they read the, the 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 top of the browser. You'd be like, what does it say where it says phone number? And they would like read the top of the browser and then like file. They just read the whole thing. Yeah. And the other thing that made me not the, the other thing that was crazy because it made the meanest customers you could ever possibly have was that this was dial up Internet and most of them only had one phone line. So it was really about like trying something. And then hanging up to see if it works. And then they have to call back if it didn't work. And, like... They're getting (laughs) madder each time. Oh, dude. Dude, the fifth call is just like... I called four times. I talked to Billy, Vanessa... Charlie, <laughs> just start naming everybody's names, and you're like, I don't fucking know, man. I don't know what's wrong with it here. I'm gonna bump you up to tier two. Yeah, yeah. And I have always felt bad for the tier two people because there wasn't a tier three. It was just <laughs> buck stops there. And I they were always like, Brian, you should go up to tier two. I'm like, I don't want to go. Yeah. Like I want somebody, somebody to, be able to send to it. Yeah. Transfer to. <laughs> like I I just want to be able I want to be able to get rid of them if I can and you know that's where I learned about this is unacceptable that was the job Oh, it's yeah. like there were so many of that so not a fun job not tech support over the phone is one of the worst jobs you can get i mean it's nice to be indoors i guess yeah um i phones are so draining it's just a weird way that like you don't know, you don't understand. People think it like I've worked in warehouses and call centers and I say they're like neck and neck because being on the phone, like, and like you said, 60 calls a day, easy, easy. I'm oh, yeah. talking to 60 people that all have a problem. They're not calling because they love the service. They're calling because they have a fucking problem. Yeah. Like I'm doing, I do customer service and there was people that, uh, were not happy with us and no. you're, you're navigating that all day long and it, it takes resources. It takes emotional energy and resources. To navigate that stuff and not, like, get mad at them back or let them, you know, like, rile you up or... Yeah, they'll like, bum you out, dude. You oh, could, yeah. I, I mean, it, I can see where, like... I mean, that's... The the phone jobs, especially, like, high pressure, like, when you start talking about, like, working at a bank or something. Collections. Or collections. It's like, I can't imagine there's not a ton of PTSD... I I burned out of it for sure. Yeah, I was pretty good at it talking, but I couldn't do it all day long. It was because you would always be like, every call was like, "Oh, my life is miserable right now." You know, this is going on, and you're like, "All right, well, what can we work? What can we work with?" You know? Yeah. And I'm like trying to be somebody's friend. Like, can you get me twenty five dollars today? You know? <laughs> and I I can't I can't do that. Like it it's it's too draining. No, I, I I absolutely couldn't do that. I care about how my emotional energy is spent. I care about where it goes. I do, I do too. I do too. Well, uh, we haven't talked to the listeners in a couple weeks, Brad. It's been a while, yeah. And it's I been a while. Think it would be probably like a good idea to check in and see. Uh, I think I figured out how I got hacked. Sorry, Spotify. Oh, on this like somebody got through Spotify. Is it that fucking thing that checks your, that, that, uh, that Twitter thing that tells you what albums you've been listening to? Did you do that? No, no. Were you saying something or were you going to take calls or did you actually have something? I don't know what you're saying. I don't have anything. Take calls. Oh, you were like leading up to something. No, I just said I, I, we didn't take calls and, uh, it is, uh, it's a good time to take some calls. I'd (laughs) love to hear from the listeners. (laughs) Okay. Let's take some calls. Uh, thanks for calling street fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
2: Whoa! Is that me?
0: Krils? It is you. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. I f- I feel a lot better being back in the studio. What's up tonight? Who's this?
2: This is Krills Wilson. Um, up in uh, up in Michigan.
0: All right. Well, what's going on this week?
2: Let's see. Um, this has been an exciting week because Monday. We got a knock on our door from the police, what And they wanted to talk to us about our chickens.
0: What tickets? you so you we'
2: got uh <laughs> Yeah, we've got five chickens. Uh, we just got them this year, and we're we're raising them. Hopefully they're going to lay eggs soon. That's okay. if we can keep them
0: yeah I thought you said tickets <laughs> um but because uh, i went i got arrested by a no, guy, no. by a guy in sweatpants one time over tickets uh but chickens are a smart idea if you're if you're buying eggs regularly um not harmful i don't think uh what what exactly is the problem
2: oh um, we misread the laws and they're illegal oh <laughs> And I guess, um, I guess some of our girls have been making excursions. They're like, we clip their wings. It's nice. It's fine. It doesn't hurt and whatever. But, um, mm-hmm. they can still get up about three or four feet. So, uh, the little fence that I built when we moved in here out of pallets is, uh, not sufficient so they're they're hopping out and jumping and running around town and getting the cops called on us
0: Ah, jeez, so what did the cops say what 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 are the cops up to?
2: Well, my partner talked to him, and uh he seemed i guess like he was uh sympathetic to the you know self reliance aspect of having so he was like, just take as long as you need to, like, you know, take care of it. Otherwise, it's a misdemeanor. So I'm sort of like, is that how long is how long do I need? Can I wait until they grow old? And just, Can I get a few dozen eggs from them first? Or what? what's the deal here?
0: A misdemeanor, though, could almost be nothing, right? Like, could you... I mean, I guess if they made this decision to fine you every day, that would be a huge issue. But if it's just a misdemeanor. That would be enough. Yeah. But if it's just like, if they were just like, we're going to find you a couple hundred dollars and then, you know, there's not really anything we can do after that. Maybe, you know, that's like a tax for having chickens. Like you're not allowed to have them at all. And you're, are you in the city or are you in a uh, country?
2: We're in one of those towns that calls itself a city. Okay. Okay. So um, you should be allowed. It, you know, we've got half a Yeah. 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 So the, the next part of the saga is that my partner like immediately started calling city council and emailing city council. And she's now like talking to the mayor pro tem or whatever in our town. And, she's, like, bringing up the examples of what's going on. Like, apparently there was a major uh, food spoilage in Iowa and, like, a bunch of, you know, animal feed has gone bad and they can't use it. And, you know, of course, California is, like, fucking on fire again. So, like, there's a lot of reasons not to trust that we're going to have eggs and food available, so... You know, people should be allowed to have chickens and they should be allowed to fucking farm their front yards. honestly, because grass sucks.
0: I agree but, with you. I um, think people should be allowed to have chickens no matter, for any reason at all. I think you should be allowed to have a chicken as a pet. Just walk around with it on a leash. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, they, I think it's your neighbor's they calling are, the police, right? Yeah.
2: yeah, so that's what I spent this week doing is um, building a fence. um uh, building a big damn fence and you know it doesn't feel very socialist it feels uh feels kind of crappy in that sense but i'm i'm kind of like well whatever it's for your protection you don't want the chicken coming around i'll just build a big fence and we won't see
0: each other (laughs) yeah i mean that that's That's my that seems like the thing to do at home Yeah, you're hiding you gotta hide your backyard is what it sounds like to me. It sounds like the best course of action is to just make it so those chickens can't be seen by anybody, you know?
2: Well, we've got this sweet little old lady who lives behind us in one of the houses and she loves the chickens. So when I was building the fence, I was like, Shirley, do you want me to build the fence all the way across your yard too? Because, you know, that'll keep the chickens from hopping over your fence to eat your mulberries. And she said, no, I want to see them. So, um, we're we're keeping her fence open because she likes to see the chickens.
0: This rocks to me because it's like a Andy Griffith type problem. He's like, <laughs> Shirley doesn't want the chickens to eat her mulberries. But then somebody else in the town is worried about the chickens and... They're going to peck my children. are going to That is what it is. And they're probably worried about their kids. To tell you, is what I would think. I still I meet adults sometimes that are around Gumball and they kind of just stick to the wall. There's like grown people that have like unhealthy fear of certain animals. Uh and uh, chicken is one. I mean, they're yeah. like they're very um uh stupid and dinosaur like and pretty unpredictable and then also they're have the clo- razor sharp right. Yeah, but also the razor shark claws too. Oh, you know what are they gonna do though really? Slit your throat, fly no, up? No, get out of here that's alarmist <laughs> talk. that that's being a little alarmist yeah, they will, they'll,
2: scratch you. they'll scratch you every once in a while, but most chickens won't
0: the first time Brian got I, scratched I by a chicken he'd he'd get an ordinance against him I'd be eating I'd eat it. you scratch oh me, me, I eat you, that's the deal be <laughs> yeah i i am
2: open to eating these chickens someday but we're we're not in a rush i want to get eggs don't name them they're better for me as eggs yeah they not- are named in fact my daughter my daughter named one of them her own name so uh because she's three so we we're ah. like what do you want to name it She was like Jimmy chicken I was like oh okay i guess i'm not eating that one
0: his name's Jimmy? No. Ah, uh, Junie. Oh, I thought it was going to be like a Jimmy's yeah. Chicken Shack reference. I like that. So, Yeah, she's three. She hasn't heard oh, Jimmy's God. Chicken Shack yet. It's- you don't know that. Okay. You don't know that at all. We could be talking to the biggest Jimmy's Chicken Shack fan in the world. Fuck. Can we forgot about that? I need to remember what the song was. <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I remember I liked this Jimmy's Chicken Shack song, but I don't remember what it was.
0: Uh, is it I'm shit. bouncing off the walls again? No, it was a big one. Who's on yeah, the, well, um, was is it high? I don't get high. Don't really it's it's high. It. it is high. How do you get high? High? I don't know it. Yeah, I, I know it, but don't. No, I don't remember. Let, let's let's get a taste. I'm gonna wait for this ad. I don't think we can play. They'll just make it. They just take the audio out. Oh no! I'm saying I don't think anybody can hear it anyway. Oh, if oh. we play it, so it doesn't matter. It's fine. We don't have to hear it. Um. I well, anymore. I ha- good luck with your chickens is what I'm gonna say to this. Thanks. And uh, if there's anything we yeah. can do to help, you know, testify to city council, I would love to drive up to Michigan and testify to city city council. You're a good person, and you deserve to have free eggs. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. Get a hold of me on Twitter. That'll
0: work. (laughs) All right. Have a good night. (laughs) Have a good night. Brett. Is this it? He's listening. Brett's listening to Jimmy's Chicken Shack. Where's the vocals? I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, forgot about that one. Uh, we did the new metal podcast this week with John from the POD cast and, uh, it knocked loose so many songs that I hadn't heard in forever, but somehow knew immediately. Children of the corn being the, the, the what we, we probably talked for children of corn's impact. We probably gave it more airtime than, than it deserved, but it is like a really great. Fucking song to talk about, like yeah. it encapsulates everything. Yeah, it really court. does. Yeah, <laughs> right <laughs> about the whole time. So, yeah, it's just yeah. Let's uh, let's get another one in. Let's get another call in here. Chickens. What do you think about having chicken? um uh, get some. My Erica wanted them forever. Um, I feel like we're t- I'm too irresponsible, but maybe. I mean, it, I don't know. It would. It seems fun. uh We did have a little there was an actual like hen house at the old place but we never used it. Columbus you're allowed to have chickens and gardens in your front yard. Do you have a cow? Uh, I don't I I don't know. Doesn't feel illegal to me. It does not I don't have, get illegal vibes from having cuz that's like a safe the safest animal you can have. Is it? I believe it is. Yes. Um, now this isn't something that's well researched or read or looked at or anything. I don't think cows do shit to people. You know? They can get some beef out of them. Now, they don't lay eggs. Right. That's why you probably don't want to have a cow in your yard. That's the only reason people don't have cows. Because they don't lay eggs? In your yards. because they don't lay eggs. What's the point, you know? What are you going to do with the cow shit? Build a house? That's what they used to... (laughs) 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 That's what they used to build houses out of out in Oklahoma. Really? Dried up cow shit, yeah. Out in the, uh, (laughs) sure. On the Western Trail, uh huh. Some people would just stop and build a house out of cow shit. I'm fucking sick. You're looking at me like I'm wrong. That's true. Oh, really? That's true. That's shocking. I'm gonna look. It's not even fucking shocking. It's history. Probably somebody in chat right now is making fun of you. For thinking they didn't build houses out of cow shit. Mm, All right. Uh, Let's see who our next caller is. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
3: Hey, what's up, Street Fight? It's Jonathan. What's up, Jonathan? How's it going tonight? Good, good. I have no opinions on the chickens. But I I seem to recall that the Children of the Corn Song had Ice Cube in it. It does. It does. Yeah. And it starts out with
0: the words, attention all parents. It's on like a megaphone. (laughs) (laughs) It rocks. So I'm looking at pictures of houses made out of cow dung Uh to let everybody know. Uh, I don't mean to cut you out there. But uh, uh, yeah, that was a good song. It's good. I mean, Ice Cube doesn't do much in it, you know? he he like he raps and it's a pretty sex positive rap (laughs) i remember it's not like homophobic it's sex positive he kind of punctuates it yeah he
3: kind of punctuates it
0: yeah that's more that's a jonathan davis tour de force uh what's going on tonight
3: well um that depends what you fellas want to hear about uh we can talk about uh what's going on with uh, the university system out here in California. We can talk about science. We can talk about uh, whatever you want. What's
0: the, what's the university? What's it, I, I'm curious about the university system since the state's also on fire so, and also uh, there's a yeah. pandemic.
3: Yeah, so I can, I, can, I can see those fires where I'm at. Oh, no, they're, okay. they're nowhere near me, but the smoke are so big you can you can see them for forever. Okay, but uh, yeah, so I, I I work in the California State University system. I'm a I'm a I'm a professor. It's uh, one of the Cal States, and so we are uh, we are looking at layoffs starting sometime in the starting sometime in the near future here. Is that something, so with, we have is that be, COVID related? It pre- presumably, well, see, see, see the thing is here, the, the, the Cal State University system is kind of the one that maybe you never heard of because the, the UCs are, are kind of the big ones, but the, the Cal States are smaller undergraduate only schools. So, so I think not a lot of people kind of outside California know about them.
0: Oh, I've heard of Cal State. But,
3: yeah, yeah. So, um, Cal State, it's like 30 to 31,000 faculty members. And so it's a tremendous number of people. And we're, we're looking like, uh, some people are going to start losing their jobs here pretty soon.
0: I mean, how? Well, I mean, what would I? I can't assume that enrollments down because of COVID. I mean, people are still going to school. Ohio State campus yeah, so, looks just so as full as ever. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, so yeah, so so everything's remote, and like from my perspective, all of our enrollments are kind of at their normal levels, if not a little bigger. So, it's really unclear why they need kind of this kind of austerity, especially since they have, the, the California State University system has, has like one and a half billion dollars in cash reserves.
0: Well, what I think probably is, and and I've se- you've seen this in a lot, I think, of industries, is that they're using, so even if coronavirus hasn't sort of affected yeah. the money of a thing a lot of places are still saying like we got to tighten our belt because of you know and then and you're the the infer the inference is that like it's coronavirus you're supposed to think like well because they'll say something like everybody's tightening their belt right now we just have to do it too and it's like well you don't have to fucking do it if it's if your business isn't hurting no. you don't have to do that actually no.
3: I I, I, th- I think a lot of people are going to school nowadays because, you know, they're they're kinda they're kinda stuck at home. It's it's kinda something to do. You can you can move towards a degree. And you know, if you do it with loans, you kinda don't even gotta pay for it right now. That rules. So Man, there's kinda yeah. no reason not to do it. But 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 yeah, they want uh they want the workers they want the yeah you know, they want the cuts to come out of the workers rather than dipping into their uh dipping into their cash reserves and so we have to we have to push back on it for sure.
0: Yeah, I don't understand this idea. That's um this is way different than California but but uh WWE Wrestling laid off a fuckload of their workers. And not just in ring people, but like the people in the corporate office and they recorded record profits that quarter. And uh <laughs> that money yeah. was like because they were like oh well we got to get rid of people because everybody's cutting budgets but like also they weren't the arenas like weren't selling well before coronavirus they weren't doing quarter houses and half houses and shit at a lot of the arenas and now they've yeah. like cut out the cost of having to travel to arenas like so they can even cut They they cut out a whole huge part of what it takes to make wrestling happen, but they still laid off like a ton of pe laid off and furloughed a ton of people. And it's been said a lot within that industry about like that like nobody else laid people off. They were the only company that laid people off. And I think that most companies now are just seeing that you could cut cost. Most companies, governments, and all that stuff, they're just seeing, yeah, I mean, you can cut costs. There's not a ton of pushback because people don't really understand how how the company's money works anyway. And, you know, they're not, it's not, there's no, uh, 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 people don't understand where the money comes from or goes or any of that stuff anyway. So they can just
3: say that they're low. Yeah, it, it's different out here because it's a public university system. We can see their books. It's, it's all public records where they have all their money. It's like, we can see your money. Yeah, We can see you have all this money. Why are you trying to fire people? What's going on?
0: Is there going to be, like, hearings or anything to, to talk about well, firing people? Well, uh, it's, it's, it's in our contract that before
3: they do layoffs, they have to meet and confer. So I, I, I'm, in the, I'm in the union, so, so I'm kind of I kind of I kind of know a lot about this. But they have to do a meet and confer before they lay anyone off. This actually happened back in like uh, this actually happened back in like 2008, 2009, and the story of what happened back then involved in a very kind of strange California way. Uh, former bodybuilder turned actor named Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger. Love that guy. Love him. <laughs> Dude, don't tell me he did anything so, wrong. He's a he's <laughs> Well, um,
3: he, he came into office in like two thousand three, I think it was, and he was telling everybody right off the bat he was gonna be uh, he was gonna be a fiscal conservative.
0: Arnold, no and don't so do then, that.
3: And then so when two thousand eight so when the crash hit, two thousand eight, two thousand nine hit, they start coming back with all this layoff talk again. And you know what, you know what happened back then is that, you know, they had the meet and confer with the union and the union, union decided that, well, we're going to preserve full employment, but, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna go on furlough, kind of. We're basically gonna take a pay cut so that we can preserve full employment in the system rather than having some people laid off. Yeah. So yeah, that's gonna be tough. Kind of the pay cuts that, the, yeah, the pay cuts that were put in place back during the financial crisis. We finally just made up all of those missed raises over the past ah. decade. We just finally made that up like last year.
0: There's that. Well,
3: maybe we didn't even make it up. We kind of broke even, and now it's just gonna and now
0: it's gonna happen again. The mystery is solved. They do not want to pay full wages. <laughs> yeah, they don't like that. <laughs> it seems like they're not into paying the full amount for full employment. I hope. I mean, I, is there anything people can do to help? Like, when do, can you show up to the meet and confer? I'd love to meet and confer. I love conferring. <laughs> yeah, so so it's 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 kind of
3: unclear to me kind kind of legally what that means. You know, they're they're obligated to meet with us and discuss the the, the situation and get like, you know, a counter offer from us. Like we can make a counter offer like we did back in two thousand nine that says, Okay, we're just gonna we're just gonna forego some raises and and put everybody on some furlough days. But um, I'm I'm not entire, I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen. We're going to have to I guess just wait on our hands to get their proposal. But yeah, and it uh, sucks if we want to be proactive about it, I mean we can start planning we can start planning some kind of job action. You know? Hell yeah, you can. I mean,
0: this is a really shitty year because like I think you know just selfishly I, I think weed was going to be recreational weed was going to be on a lot of ballots and they weren't able to do petition gathering. And I think there's a lot of stuff that we're gonna be, like like you said, with the meet and confer, it's probably gonna be impractical to go to the meeting because they're not gonna, it'll be like a Zoom thing or something like that. And and I know that people think, I I think once you put something on Zoom, it feels less important. Except for comedy shows <laughs> that are happening on Friday night. Those yeah. are extra important, actually. Yeah, and it's
3: going to be, you know, it's going to be, I, I'm just, I'm just a local officer in the union. It's going to be one of the, one of the statewide, one of the statewide, you know, a, a cadre of the statewide bigwigs who are going to, who are going to talk to the chancellor's office about it. No, oh, you
0: never so so know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of myself too.
3: even personally kind of cut out of it.
0: Yeah. That sucks. Well, good luck with with this California bigwigs. I hope I hope they don't lay anybody off because I know a lot of our listeners probably do. All like we probably got a lot of listeners that are in that list of that amount of employees. We we have a lot of college professor listeners and and uh, good luck to you. I hope everything works out. Uh. Stay. I I will give you a piece of advice before we go. Don't walk into that fire. Don't like just because the fire's there. Don't go out and walk into it. Please try to avoid the fire. (laughs) Yeah, you can. You can. You can see it from pretty far. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're safe. Er, er. (laughs) I mean, I guess. Like, is can I ask you this before we go? Can does if you. I mean, is it a weird, do you know if it's going to get to you? Like, what is this, what does it feel? I guess, what is the feeling of having the, like, are you in, are you afraid it's going to get to you? Do you feel like it's going to get there?
3: Well, I, I mean, it's kind of like, it's just kind of like the weather, you know, what are you, what do you, what are you going to do? Get, get mad at, get mad at the rain? I get do. mad at the wind. That's true. I mean, yeah, part of it, it, you know, it's just kind of something that happens. These things just break out, you know, uh, high heat, lightning, just whatever environmental conditions that contribute to it. So there's really there's really no telling where one's going to where one's going to break out. Um, But, you know, what can be done is that you can dedicate resources to combating it. And those resources uh are occupied in many other in many other ways right now. True. Like true. like I don't I don't know if you know or not. This is this is kind of something that people talk a bit o- about a little bit, but uh a lot of the firefighting out here is done by uh people who are incarcerated.
0: Yeah. And they're sick now. That that like COVID has ripped through the prison, so they're like short on people to even do that. And they shouldn't be doing it anyway or they should be getting paid to. Yeah. So, but, you know.
3: Yeah, so the uh yeah, so the the cap the captive labor is uh is is running a little short at this point. So, if it keeps getting worse, I I I really don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Well, good luck out there. Uh stay safe. All right. Talk, talk to you later, fellas. Talk Peace. to you later. We had somebody that uh, but, had all of their stuff packed up, like ready to leave in case the fires came. Uh, it is kind of like you said, the weather. You just check the radar and see like where it's going, and then whether you're going or not. I mean, it is. It is like a hurricane, right? Like it's like it's, but it's weird because with fire, you can see it in the distance. Like you're you're like yeah. watching this sort of slow thing come towards you. And it it has to be kind of a, of a mind fuck. We don't. We've talked about this on Street Fight many times. Our our and my and Brett's ancestors cowards. They moved to a place where there's no chance of any natural disasters, you know. And then me and Brett, we took it like actually one step further and moved into the city where there are no tornadoes. Even all right. we have is tornadoes. We live in the city. There's no tornadoes in the city. So uh, we're just like, you know. When's the last, do you remember the last time there was severe weather? I can't remember the last There was that weather. one fracking earthquake. Yeah. But um, that wasn't shit. I didn't even know it happened. Right. I was in the same city as you. I didn't even know it happened. That's true. Most people didn't know it happened. Um, but there was a really bad storm about 15 years ago when I was working at the cable company where, uh, it knocked out a lot of power for like four days. And it was like a derecho. You remember yeah. the derecho? They just had one in Iowa. I know. These motherfuckers said that it was coming here. I was like reading through the news. and said there's a derecho coming at 4.30 today. And it was 4.30. And I was like standing outside and the sun was out. And I was like, you can't fucking trust. Me. Yeah. You can't trust the app. Yeah. You never. were telling me something about the app yesterday. Was that you that was telling me something about the app? Yeah. They changed the percentage of rain from like uh Units of 5 to now they do exact percentages Like they'll say There's a 37% chance of rain at 8pm Never happens either no. I, I've decided that I have a better handle On the weather than the app I can tell you if Something's gonna happen The, ra- the app has ruined a lot of stuff for me Like we've not done things because It mm-hmm. said it was gonna rain 60-70% chance of rain And we don't do shit and we're just sitting there waiting for the rain to start. And then all of a sudden it's bedtime. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't trust it anymore. I like, it's like, I'll get up and go out on my walk and Katie will be like, app saying it's going to rain. I was like, it ain't going to rain. Yeah. And it does, it doesn't rain most of the time. Yeah. Know? Really, the radar is the only thing I trust. True. True. Well, the, yeah. They were talking about a derecho is going to be here at 430 on Tuesday. And then I was like, Oh, that's scary. And then I looked at what time it was and it was 430. And I was just like, I don't think this Derecho is yeah. getting here. Yeah. It doesn't even look close, you know, but that's the last time because that, that Derecho we had a few years ago, we were doing Street Fight already. I know that we were doing a Street Fight when that Derecho happened. Yeah. And uh, it blew a, a warehouse to pieces in, in Hilliard, Ohio. And that, that's pretty brutal, but we, the weather, uh, we've had the ice knockout power and shit for a week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's super dangerous because it's winter and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just, we don't have disastrous weather no, events no, no. here. And it's, it's like, so when, when we talk to listeners, in, and, you know, Florida, Louisiana, the East coast and, and California where the fires and earthquakes are. It's always, I'm always curious of how their hand, how, how do you like, do you just like, cause I would be standing outside watching the fire the whole time. I, I would, I would, I would, like, I can't imagine sitting on your couch and watching the documentary about video games and, uh, <laughs> Well, there's a fire outside you know yeah i can who cares hey uh you're on street fight who's this
4: hey what's up it's lermy
0: lermy hey how's it going i haven't heard from you in a while because i don't have any social media anymore i'm on a cleanse dude
4: you should you should be cleansing right now it feels good yeah, I mean
0: it's weird it's because I don't know the hell off of there. I don't know what to do without it. As I said, I read my Google cards today. Yeah, you should, rem- oh you God, should those, remedy that. Those
4: really get you <laughs> You should just read a book. Don't you like reading? Isn't that your hobby?
0: It's it's not a hobby, first of all. That is your I've really been doing intentionally poking me. <laughs> I,
4: I am think reading. It's a hobby, and it's my new it's my new hobby too. I'm getting back into it. What are you reading? And audiobooks too.
0: What are you reading right now?
4: Um, I'm listening to an Ursula K. Le Guin book, which is like science feminist science fiction. Oh, I've read school. some of Yeah. The other book, The Dispossessed, is like about basically like yeah, an I've read actual anarchist society on the moon. Have you read it?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's like, a, oh, I, I got
4: turned on to her. Whole, it's part of a whole series.
0: Yeah, I got turned on to her and Margaret Atwood in college, actually. Uh, they had us read a lot of oh, that cool. stuff. And I was like, oh, this stuff's great. It's really good. I'm reading, like, scene books <laughs> still. I started Meet Me in the Bathroom, which is about, like, Interpol, The Strokes. Life. Yeah, i Yeah, I'm really into uh, uh, these music scene books now. Like, it just. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's really cool to see. I mean, I guess it's because of what we do for a living. It's like really neat to see a I scene. Gonna talk about? Huh? Oh, I was gonna say it's uh, you could
4: make
0: you know a podcast out of it. Yeah, yeah. It's just seeing a scene develop is very neat, and it's uh, it's also cool that you know, it's 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 like you know, I'm interested in the strokes. I guess you know how they got big or whatever. So what's up, Larmy? Be rich. What? Be rich, right? I don't know if they're rich. I I That's think the they secret? are. secret. I yeah. think they are. I think they it's were the rich.
1: Most- Go ahead. It
0: helps you with a lot of stuff. It's the secret
4: for most things.
0: It is. It is. I wish I could be rich. I was. I was watching a thing. What the fuck? Was- oh no! I was. Li- I've been listening to a lot of radio. One of the people's rich, and I'm just like, and, and like. He talks about being rich a lot and it sounds like the best it's thing funny. in the world. Yeah, it sounds so good. But uh, what's up?
4: It's well, probably, you know. <laughs> um, so I just started working for the census. Which, after being pretty much, uh, you know, chilling with the unemployment for a long time. so How's the census? This is the first time I'm actually like, oh, I have to leave my house and like, do some
0: stuff that other people are making me
4: do. <laughs> that
1: does it's suck.
0: Up. Yeah, I mean, it's gotta be weird doing that now because even in regular years of the oh, yeah. census, people are very weird about the census. Some people are, and uh, uh, this year I assume they, do,
1: they
4: the- do like a horrible they do a horrible job of explaining like what it is to the general public. I think people just like don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, I think that, I mean, I think there's a lot of conservatives that think that the census is them making a list of people who you're taking, like, that, that you could, like, refer to to take guns or, like, you know, oh, I, I they know what you do for a living, you know? <laughs> like, I don't think they understand that it is, like, how we allocate resources, or that's in theory what it's supposed to be but i don't i i think that they i think there are a lot of conservatives that just see it as a way for them to get more information on you that i I couldn't do it i would be freaked especially you're in the south right
4: because of the virus i
0: mean i don't know i don't think the virus i think my my i've moved to like if you're outside it's basically fine with the virus,
1: you it's know? true,
4: but people, people have been inviting me into their houses too. So I'm just like going into people's houses. It's so interesting. Um, yeah, cause you're just like, I've been spending months cooped up inside basically, like not really going anywhere and talking to people, it's just trying to work from home a little bit, um, which is cool. But yeah, now I'm like just walking up to anybody, uh, literally like sneaking around the sides of people's houses <laughs> to like see if there's like, a, if there's like a side door and like, it's all, all off of an app. So they give you like all these addresses and an app and that makes it crazy when you're actually talking to someone and you have to be like, sorry, I have to like put this in this app and like, they're telling you things that you can't put in the app at the moment. And it's so, I don't know, so weird. How
0: do you like going and people- want clipboard, you know? yeah I know the pandemic makes this a little scarier, but isn't it interesting going in people's houses though like <laughs> I did it for years <laughs> yeah. I I did it for seven years as my job, and I find go i think going into people's houses is, is so fascinating it's cool i'm like endlessly interested by it, and like the people who invite invite you
4: it' in. I mean, most people don't, but, like, a couple times. I've only been doing it for, like, a week, and a few times I've been in people's houses. Um, and this one woman, like, the only reason she let me in was because she thought I was the guy coming to fix her TV. Why <laughs> she so, like, opened the door. Um, and I wasn't, and she was like, okay, let's do this, like, upstairs because I'm in the middle of watching something. She's watching, like, uh Some some like reality ghost TV
1: show. Oh,
2: (laughs) yeah. It can can be pulled away from it.
4: Sit down on. Yeah, exactly. You can't. It's live TV. You can't pause it.
5: It's not (laughs) not on YouTube.
4: But yeah, then she invites me upstairs to sit in one of those tiny like, you know, those really small plastic chairs for like a a baby.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It's
4: like a super, a super tiny ass chair. Next to her couch and she has this big TV and then another big TV off to the side that's apparently broken and Yeah, we just do the census and she's like talking shit about her her chihuahua that's barking Telling me about how she used to have the best chihuahua ever
0: And now this new one I finally
4: when it was over Oh the new one just barks a lot. She's like this new
0: one's a fucking piece of shit. I like the other one better I wish I still had the old Basically. one. <laughs> I love that. I wish people said that about their kids.
4: I know. I was like, oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's very. It is. It, it like the worst thing. I I think the thing I don't like about going in people's houses is that like house smells are terrible. I hate house yeah. smells.
4: You know, they're strong. It's just strong if you're not used to it. Yeah, yeah.
0: and every house has it because you start. Because like for me, it's like. I, for a number of years, thought I, my house doesn't have a house smell. No house smell in my house. House <laughs> no. I grew up in, no it's house impossible. smell. Yeah. It's, it's neutral smell in my house. It's like breathing in regular old oxygen. But then all my friends' houses had a house smell that most of the time I found to be, it wasn't unpleasant, but it was like, what is this? You know what I mean, my friends. Like powerful. Yeah, the people I grew up across Pundit. the street from had the most powerful <laughs> house smell. That it like came out the door when they opened it. It didn't. It wasn't even like contained oh in the house. It was like not gross. It was kind of like a a, a some kind of food. They were Greek, so the dad yeah. made a lot of yeah. Greek foods and shit like that. You know. Okay. I guess his dad was from Greece. Just some lamb on the spit, maybe. I don't well, they did do that once a year, but I don't know. It was just a wild smell Olive. that was so strong. And it's like I've smelled it in other people's houses too. I've when I was a cable guy I'd go in, I'd be like, oh, this is the Steve. Uh, this is a steam smell here. Yeah. You we, know. we just bought a new chi- new china cabinet uh, off of Facebook Marketplace. And when you open it up, yeah. the other person's house smell is still in Don't. there. I hate it every time I, I open can't.
1: it. No. What wow. is the smell?
0: What's uh, the smell? Like a, like a Pier 1 house. Like oh. it just smells like a big suburban house. Potpourri. That, yeah. This some sort like a it's, it's, yeah, it's mad at you that It's like, why didn't you, did you get the house smell out of that <laughs> yeah. cabinet before you sold it to me?
4: Lemon Pledge
0: or something? Ugh. My house stunk yeah. growing up, too. Based That's the Parkinson's. real problem, is that, like, I grew up in a very smelly home. Because we had dogs, and my parents didn't... We didn't wash them, and my parents didn't wash them nearly enough. And they, we had an above-ground pool, and the dogs would swim in the pool, and then get out. And, like, oh. nobody would stop them from just running into the house. And then they would run into the house. I multiple times watched that dog shake the water off of him in the living room of that house yeah. and it my house smelled like so bad like dog that one time when i was in ninth grade i let a girl wear my starter jacket and she took it off my hands as she was going to class and then after the class she came and like handed it to me but like Held it, like, with two fingers, like, that kind of, like, this is, like, <laughs> really gross. And she's Ew. like, your coat smells like dog. And it was humiliating. My just God. one of the humiliating times of my life. Yeah. And I was, at, from that point on, I was so mad at my parents for having dogs. Like, it just, all the time, that's all I thought about was, like, "Ah, oh, we got to get rid of these fucking dogs. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, uh, I am... Yeah. I like also seeing people's decorations and unfortunately for you uh, uh it's it's past DVD times so uh you don't get to look through their DVDs Yeah, you can look. At, yeah. <laughs> That's sad. That was the best part about being a cable guy is looking at people's DVDs. Yeah. And realizing that everybody watches all the same movie. Everybody has like it's types of people movies but it's like every I know exactly what movies Brett would have owned on his DVD collection I know exactly what (laughs) Jason would have owned everybody knows what I would have owned you know like I could just look at a person and be like like, I I know what your DVD collection is
4: and the rack that it was on or like the the special shelf for them however they're displayed
0: (laughs) Brett did you have a wave one you the the one that's like straight up and For then CDs. comes down? That was the, yeah, that was a CD rep. What was your DVD? Oh, nice souder, nice souder, <sighs> a nice souter. Nice souter and flat flat packed one from Meyer or something. God, we were on I mean mine was too. And and we were on a dark road until we found each other. <laughs> 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 we would both be our parents if we hadn't found each other. Could happen. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, uh, are people, but are the people being pretty nice to you as you go out?
4: Um, no one's been like mean to me yet. <laughs> no one's like yelled at me or threatened me. There's like a protocol of people threaten you. Apparently that happens. Um, and I don't know, mostly people just like don't answer the door. Um, and so I'm just like literally sneaking around, like like knocking on the door ringing all the doorbells you could see
0: them in the house and you can probably see them in the house heard, i
4: don't i don't look in i don't want to look in because it feels too awkward i'm like i don't want to make eye contact at that moment with somebody but i can i've definitely heard people and been like i know that you're in there and that you're ignoring me i, was, I can't take it personally you're but, Just a, yeah. a government spook walking around
0: are you personally a person that answers the door every time somebody comes to it
4: I, so I live on the third floor of like a multifamily home, which is what actually most of the houses are around here, which makes it a more complicated job because there's like no way that anyone could knock on my door because we lock the door that leads to the hallway that would lead up here. So, and the door, we have doorbells, but they don't work. (laughs) And I think nobody's doorbells work around here.
0: What would your philosophy be? I guess if, uh, uh, if you did have like a place where people came to the door, what would your philosophy be about answering the door?
4: I would probably try to suss it out in some way, like look out or something. When I when I was a kid, we lived kind of in the woods. And so there are like, nobody was really coming around. So when somebody did, I was kind of like excited about it. And be like, who could that be? But I would look out the window on like the higher floor and like look at the car or whoever was there and be like, who is this?
0: Brett, what's your philosophy? So
4: I probably I don't know if I would answer the door for, for me if I saw myself out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I usually answer the door. You're a, you're a door answer? You talk yeah. to them? You give them the time of day? Or do you say not interested and like, no. push them away? I listen to them. Jason, what's yours? Uh, Bless. Blessed. Jason answers. So uh, uh, I got an announcement to make.
4: Thanks, you, guys. <laughs> okay.
0: I used to be an answer guy, right? And then one day somebody told me, you don't have to answer it. Like, it's not rude not to answer. I've not answered the door since. And I'll be sitting the TV on on the couch. And, like, there was a time, like, a couple of weeks ago where there was a canvasser. And uh, I'm gone all day, but my wife's working from home. And, and Katie was like, uh, there's a canvasser out there. And they've knocked on our door four times. And then I got home and they did it again for the fourth time. So the first thing I did was check to see if I had it. Any... Wait, like,
4: like what distance, what distance between Knox, like all at once or like they're coming back four times?
0: Yeah, they came back four times total. They came back three times before I got home. And then once when I got home at like seven, I think, and then it was like they, they didn't come back through. But uh they didn't know who it was either. They they cuz I said, you know, they're doing the census. They it, it could be census people and they're like, "I just don't want to take the risk cuz me and my my family, especially me, But like
4: if they're canvassing, if they're canvassing for someone bad or like what's the what's the worry?
0: Truthfully, I don't think anybody canvasses for bad people. I've never had like a Republican come to my door. Ever it's always like lefty Causes have you ever had Anybody mm-hmm. that's not a leftist country? I've never had a Republican camera sir Yeah once I've never so I don't worry About that uh, uh, I just end up I am not good At turning people down And uh, I've been burned a lot of times Like signing up for stuff and then I, I one time signed up For a monthly $53 payment To some organization and I, I didn't even know what they did. They, they were like, they were like, well, we're environmentalists, but we're also (laughs) involved in voting and, uh, we, we, uh, make sure there's fair elections, but we also, uh, look at the forest and, and we worry about our waterways and stuff. And then like, it just, I thought I did a $53 one time donation which is was still so far oh, out of my no. means, but I had felt so uncomfortable like saying like no I don't care about the water or the boat. Yeah, like I didn't want to make them leave. I felt bad <laughs> So like uh, I ended up I ended up having to uh, uh I paid it once it, it, it was a recurring payment. I paid the first time and then the second time it came out. I canceled it but like I have changed my gas provider and electric provider every time God. yeah like 15 times probably <laughs> every time they come to the door I'm like yeah i guess sure man whatever i don't care where it comes from you know what i mean cuz they're like oh we use wind and i'm like how there's like no windmills like what <laughs> i don't get how like but it's, it's so obviously a scam i've changed my cable service <laughs> i just so answering the door is like a risky proposition for me because i am afraid to turn Anybody
4: down about
0: to give someone $53? Yeah, I am. I'm about to do something that's gonna affect me for months down the line. It's uh, it's so it's just like easier to not open it for anybody because then I don't feel bad when I don't open it for. (laughs) <laughs> to right people, you know, it's like, well, I don't open it for the bad people neither, right? You know? Right. But I also will never. I will say this, and and what is the philosophy for the uh, uh, census for no solicitor signs? Uh,
1: those
4: are not applicable to the census. No, <laughs> uh, it's not soliciting. They're not asking you to buy anything. You're actually required by law to like complete the census. Um, well, there's like a, not me. really a way of enforcing that, but they they put it on the paper so to make people think that it's like you're kind of supposed to. But there's just like no realistic way of getting it, especially right now because they're like shortening the process so much. Um, so there's just going to be a lot of people who probably will never be counted, which it's, is like bad.
0: <laughs> it's so here's here's where I, I really feel for you knocking on no solicitor sign houses because. <laughs> Me and Brett have said this on the show, but if it has a no solicitor sign, it is an extremely—that is a sign of an extremely anti-social yeah.
4: person. <laughs> it's an aggressive. It's an aggressive person.
0: Yeah, and it, it,
4: it's gonna be. And but it, I did, I did, um, I did talk to like a conservative dude today who really didn't want to talk to me. It seemed like he didn't want to talk to me at first, but it didn't take very much to like turn that around. I was just like, well, you know, I'm here already, so. I just started asking the questions, and he was like, once you get him talking, it's like, oh, I think he, like, wants someone to talk to. Yes. Um, But he, he was just saying all this, like, classic classic conservative dude stuff about, like... Well, he thought it was the census was so that they were going to raise the taxes on everyone or something. He's like...
1: Of course. Anytime,
4: you know, the city, city hall has all this information, and they're just using it to raise the taxes. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, and he was talking about... <laughs> He, like, is the landlord of his house, but it's just him and his uh, dad. But he was telling me about these old tenants who, like, were selling drugs or something and uh, putting out cigarette butts in the stairway.
0: It, All this stuff. It's him and his dad. He rents an apartment to his dad?
4: I think he, like, was taking care of him because his dad was, like, 95. And that's who answered the door. Mm.
0: Okay. When I did the canvassing... He was watching I- <laughs> TV. I, I'm going to say this, like, it is brave of you to do the census. Cause when I did the canvassing, it was terrifying to me. And every door was like a freak out moment for me. Like I was freaked out every single door. Brett's experience was different, Uh, but it was scary to me. I, uh, my hat's off to you for, for, for it's doing kind it.
4: Of, I, yeah, I feel that though, because the only reason I was like, oh, I can do this job was because I did canvas earlier this year and it was in New Hampshire. And if you know the, the no soliciting type of guy, that's like every guy in New Hampshire, yeah. every person in New Hampshire <laughs> is like sitting there with a gun, like waiting for you. <laughs> um, and it was, it, kind of, it was kind of nerve wracking, you know, but uh, they actually have you do the census. Every house I've been to is within like a mile of where I live. So you can pretty much like, walk wherever half of the people are like literally my neighbors um so that part of it's been kind of cool i'm like actually just like talking to the people who live around here and like making some friends i'm friends with the mailman now so
1: <laughs> that's awesome I, know. I, I i also did it
4: because i was like yeah i was like maybe this will make me um become more charming or something
0: I mean, you have to, yeah. I mean, the more, the more situations you put yourself in with strangers and you have to steer your way out of it, like sometimes you flub it and sometimes <laughs> yeah. you get it right, but it does help level up your charisma for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: I'm trying to level up my charisma. The and heck? the more you do it, the less it matters when it's like fucked up. Yeah. Right. Like, eh, whatever. You
0: can just go Literally. around the corner and fucking laugh your ass off about it. <laughs> well, that's stand up, right? <laughs> that's like yeah. any kind of live comedy is like. You're so before you do it, you are preoccupied with bombing like that because you're like, well, that's the only possible outcome of this is that I'm going to go up there and eat shit, especially because when you hear stories about people doing stand up, they're like, yeah, you'll bomb like the first 50 times. And you're like, I can't like, oh, I don't
1: know.
0: Yeah. And and you're like, I don't know if I can handle
4: it. I feel like that's a bad attitude to come in with. I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it actually is nice because when you go up there and get a couple laughs, it really keeps you going. You know, it's like you're like, uh, like you're able to get out of the. I the first time I did it, I ran out like I'd done a crime. Me and Brett both ran out like we had just robbed that bar. We were giggling and we were like, "That was fucking awesome, man!" You see, they were laughing at this one thing and and shit like that. And then the first time Brett did it, we did the same thing. We were running out of there. And it's like a uh, – uh, but it's like once you've done a lot of them, when you bomb and you're walking out, you're just like, oof. That one was rough. You know what I yeah, mean? I say bombing is treated as the <laughs> worst thing that can happen, but it's not at all. No. There's a lot worse stuff. And it also is just becomes funny at a certain point. <laughs> yeah. Especially you- if you're never going to see those people ever again. I know. The same with the – like. This person, someone will have a story. Yeah. The census person came to my house and was ac- absolutely unintelligible and then got so weird that they ran away and nothing will ever happen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you just created a good story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is smart. Like people really don't. I, I like your reasoning because I really don't think that people try to, to get used to dealing with people they don't know. I I really feel like we're so conditioned now to be like, well, everybody's stupid. You know what I mean? Like everybody, nobody is, uh, uh, you know, there's nothing that other people that I don't know can offer to me. I guess you, you hear that attitude a Uh lot of times. Well,
4: you get used to, yeah, you get used to just who's around you or whatever. And, uh, being kind of antisocial. I definitely felt that. And I've, Especially with mostly being quarantining like myself um, at home, and mostly just seeing my boyfriend all the time, which is great. But you like don't have to talk to people you don't know anymore. Seems like yeah, uh, or like you don't have something in common with, like on the internet or whatever. And I'm like, I need to like be able to talk to someone who, uh, you know, isn't a podcaster. Not bad.
0: <laughs> no, I agree with you. I I think that's true too. I I, I really. Part of what I think has made me very depressed over the past couple months is just not being put into social situations with people yeah. I don't know and having to deal with people I don't know or talk to people I don't know. And I think that's really, it. it you're you're totally right that it can really make you. Uh, uh, it, it's you. You can get very comfortable in that situation. Like you can feel like. You know, well, I, I, there's never any resistance to my life. You know what I mean? Everything works. I mean, obviously, you're going to fight with the person you're you're staying with and stuff like that. Every once in a while, you'll fight with your boyfriend or, or I'll fight with Kate or something like that or Gwen, you know, will argue. But like, even then, like, you pretty much know that it's going to come out fine at the end, whereas when you're like at a bar or something, there are so many different variables. anything
4: could, could happen yeah. could happen
0: and that's what's exciting but that's yeah. exactly what's exciting about something like that too is that anything can fucking yeah. happen you know well thanks for calling in it and means. good luck with the uh whole uh with the census thank
4: you tell people uh, where to find we'll your stuff i'll call back I'll call back and we'll see if I'm the more charming and social. Well, I find
0: you extremely charming. So is there anywhere where people can find <laughs> your stuff?
4: Oh yeah. Um ignore what I said about not going on social media and you can follow me on Instagram. Um it's Lermworm, L E R M Worm, like the guy in the ground. And uh there's a link to like my real website on there too. So check
0: out my real website as well ginalerman.com yeah Lerm learn has contributed stuff to the zine and uh it's all very cool and uh go you know contribute you know yeah i get a lot of the bon- lot <laughs> the less bonus zine from that went out last month included a learn original with it yeah have fun uh uh have fun censusing and please yeah do call in keep us updated We've had a few people offer to right, call, but guys. they didn't do it. So, yeah, thanks for calling. Uh We'll do one more before we go to break because it's not quite 1030 yet. Okay. Um, So what do you think about the census, Brett? Like, would you? I mean, it's weird. We do almost, if we didn't have the TV show, we would be in a situation where we could just Become census people because we can't tour. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's yeah. working from home. Like then it would be even possible that we could just decide to see what it's like. But but I mean, does that sound like a job that, that would maybe appeal to you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know you yeah. really like you liked camp you felt good canvassing. Yeah, yeah. I, I it was all it was yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um it was there's was a lot I, I like awkward stuff. I like funny circumstances. I'm very easily able in the moment to, like, just brush it off. I don't, like, meltdown very much. No. Uh, And I, like, yeah. I like to invite. I kind of like to invite that chaos. And getting paid. Also, getting paid to, like, if I had to go back to working, the most. The thing I'm focused on the most is the conditions. Yeah. Like, walking outside talking to people sounds way better than, like, doing a warehouse or sitting at a desk. Right. It's the summertime. Yeah. You know, they give you a bunch of. Stuff like you wear a thing that says census, like yeah you look like like you're professional and you're out to do like a real thing. So yeah, yeah. I'm with you, man. I saw the cable people <laughs> knocking on doors, and I was like, we, I mean, we don't need that right now. Yeah, you know? I I have talked to those. Hey, uh, we're we're out from a spectrum, just wanted to let you know we're in the neighborhood. If you need anything, they like just acted like they were introducing themselves, like they wanted to be friends, and I'm like. No, you're trying to sell me the new triple play bundle is what is why you're here. Stop telling me that you're checking in. Yeah, I'm happy with my internet service that I have. (laughs) Yes, is what you would say. That's because you are classically happy with your internet service. Yeah, (laughs) nah, yeah. I just I feel like there's no way I can switch to a better one. There isn't one. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I get so jealous hearing people on the East west or the east coast talk about FIOS. yeah it makes me like mad that it exists because that's what i want i want fiber to the house yep 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 all right all right one more call before um, not one more call one more before break before break thanks for calling street fight who we talking Hey, to? how are
6: you guys doing
0: great good. how are you
6: this is i'm good this is dave from orlando uh labor lifts on twitter
0: all right, what's going on down in Orlando, uh, uh, home of lots of COVID cases?
6: Yeah, home of uh, Ron DeSantis, who's trying to get everybody back in the schools as quickly as possible.
0: I mean, yeah, your your governor is that's a rough one. I read so much. I feel like the governor of Georgia and the governor of Florida are doing something equally bad. Like they're trying to one up each other because I remember. When Atlanta did the mask mandate, finally, the governor of Georgia was like, mask mandates are now hereby illegal. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, well, you don't have to
6: do that. Oh, yeah. DeSantis swore that he would, like, (laughs) never close the state back down again or whatever it was he said.
1: I mean,
0: it feels like things are slow. I feel like things are slowly getting back to normal. I have, uh, there's more people at the bars. There's more people going out. I think that uh, uh, COVID hours are going to stop, I think, within the next, like, two or three months. I think that's over. And once that's over, I, movie theaters are open. A movie came out this week. Not in Columbus, but... Uh, I just saw one that I wanted to see that said in theaters August 28th. I can't remember what it was, though. Bill and Ted face music. Fuck Yusley. no. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Well I I was calling cuz I messaged um I messaged Brett on Twitter about a uh unionizing campaign that we had with the uh Central Florida IWW.
0: Okay, what what's a, what are you up to?
6: Uh well we were working with the Dandelion Cafe workers to help them set up a union. We've been working with them for about the last year and they finally decided to go public a few weeks ago and gave us who some of the worst small business tyrants uh stories that i've heard uh i've got to be careful about how much i say because i was involved with the campaign so i can't sound like i'm slandering them or anything so i'll leave all the talking shit about them to you guys
0: is there uh uh uh, you can't say any of the uh what, what was the retaliation for it? I know that they said, or I guess was there retaliation for going public? I don't know how to ask this question.
6: Yeah, so I can, I can go through the story. I can give all the, the facts of all that. Um, go for it. So essentially, but when they decided to go public because you know, there weren't a lot of safety precautions being taken before COVID, right? About dangers in the kitchen, it's a really old building. Uh, you know, there's no real management. There's a couple of owners who aren't there most of the time. So the employees are just, you know, running things on their own, which sounds great right up until you need to make a decision the boss would have to approve and they're not around or anything but they decided to go public. They had one of the employees who was not going to be scheduled for a few days between when they would ask and when they would theoretically have a meeting. That employee went on their, um, uh, I think it's called home is the app for, uh, messaging with all the employees and everything. Mm-hmm. They went and just said, Hey, we would all like to have a meeting with all the staff together to discuss some of our concerns about what's going on because they hadn't had an all staff meeting in about two years.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> <So laughs> I mean, that is why for a small business, business though.
6: Oh, well, wait till you hear the next part because they requested this meeting and about 15 minutes later, the boss messaged the person who asked for it said y'all shouldn't be talking to each other outside, you know, outside of work or, you know, come to us individually. And they fired that worker on the spot.
0: So so somebody got fired just for saying. uh, Okay, reiterate that, because I think so. They what happened? I'm sorry. What was reiterate that? I apologize.
6: Yeah. So they, they went on the work messaging thing. They asked for an all staff meeting and they were fired for asking for that. For right. asking for a meeting, yeah, that's why I, I thought. For asking for an all staff meeting, I I know it sounds out there. I wish I were exaggerating, but they they literally were fired just for asking for a meeting.
0: And and it's so they wanted to they went on the app to talk to people, and the management saw it and they fired them. They wanted to meet to talk union shit. I think is what's <laughs> going on without talking to the owners. Uh, uh, it sounds like the owner- they wanted
6: to meet with the owners, yeah. with all the staff present. Yeah, ah. basically,
0: one person just said, "Can we have an all staff meeting to the to the management?" And they were like, "You're fired." Uh, that's cowardly. Exactly. That's a little bit cowardly, though. It feels like, like I guess, in my opinion, uh, if I was the manager of the place, getting everybody in the room and having the conversation, I could suss out who is. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying this as like. I would rather do the all staff meeting if I was the owner and I was trying to bust a union. I feel like you get a lot more information out of an all staff meeting than you do having them all be individual. If that makes sense, you know? oh,
6: Well, their union wasn't even public at this point. This was they were calling the meetings so they could let the employees know they were unionized.
0: I'm sure they knew though. Do you think that they do? you think I, they yeah?
6: I'm sure they suspected.
0: Yeah. I,
6: it's hard to tell because they seem so oblivious. But after this happened, you know the workers all got together. They had their uh, a letter just saying, "We've formed a union. We would like to have an all staff meeting to address these concerns, and we want you to hire back the employee you fired for asking
0: for a meeting." I love that. So That's they delivered that a couple of days later. That's my favorite move. I'm serious. Anytime they fire somebody being like, you're going to hire this motherfucker back too. We want every, we want more money. We want coverage. We want stable schedules. And you got to hire that person back is that's the move, dude. That's my favorite one. There's
6: there's an argument to be made that even just firing that person could be a violation of labor law it's an overbroad policy to ban all staff meetings
0: (laughs) yeah i mean but they could that's what i mean about that is like they knew that the whole staff was meeting and like they could have been there and been out ahead of it can i ask are the owners hippies very so, line, uh, you know, it's supposed
6: to be like a hippie vegan cafe, right? That's definitely how they brand themselves. Oh, no. I don't know that I believe that's really the philosophy of the owners.
0: So is it, uh, it's hard for me to, I don't know how to explain, cause I don't want you to say something bad about a company you're trying to unionize, but like, is it crummy? Like, is it just like a diner or is it like really uh, uh hip and has all the uh um you know what i'm you know what i'm asking like does it look like yeah it's like a it's like a fashionable place in a really
6: old building
0: okay okay
6: so it's got that kind of old chic sort of deal
0: okay okay i'm getting a better idea but it sounds like because the reason i asked if they were hippies because it sounds like we might be on to my hippie character that I brought up on the show recently, (laughs) you know, uh, like more conservative, but also a hippie and horrible to their workers. Right. Um, yeah, I think,
6: I think you might get a better idea of, of just how true that is, uh, with how they responded to the, the unionizing letter. Okay. (laughs) So they delivered this letter on a Monday afternoon The boss basically snuck out the back uh, half hour later after some, you know, morning prep stuff. And that night, almost at midnight, when I guess they assumed people would be asleep because they'd have shifts in the morning. They sent out a message that they were shutting down the whole cafe for the next week.
0: Okay. So Uh, so (laughs) he sneaks out. And it announces they're closing for a week. Closing for a
6: week, yeah, which is what they initially said, which if they were doing that to try and um, cool down union activity in the shop would be a lockout. That would be another violation of labor law. You can't do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: So we get out on the picket line, right, to say they've locked the employees out for unionizing, they're depriving them of work, they're not allowed to do that. We hand out flyers to members of the community who are coming there, try to explain the situation, get them to donate to a hardship fund in case there's further retaliation. And after a week out on that picket line in what's nearly a hundred degree heat here in Orlando, the uh, owners announced last Monday that they are shutting down the shop for good.
1: Mm. Nah, they yeah. keep not
0: doing that And they're just th- Probably what they're They goal never here. acknowledged the union They
6: never had a meeting They never said anything on social media It was just We'll be closed for a week At the end of that week We're closing the restaurant for good
0: Wow. wow. So yeah, they probably it's it's like it's like running a bad muffler shop. They probably can just roll it into another place. They'll probably just open it up a similar a similar place, rebrand. Yeah, and just fuck people over for two years until they get into the situation again and do it all over. Yeah, what it sounds like they're gonna do is because they now they have that anti union thing as part of their thing. Like they have the anti union stink on them. What they're going to end up doing is closing and then reopening with a completely different concept, but basically the same food, you know, like you just move stuff around. You're not, yeah. you're not dandelion. You're like a, a farm to table extravaganza or something. I thought, I mean, That's, dandelion cafe is not like very good either. Yeah, we, well, we farm definitely are like,
6: tra- probably going to try something like that. Like they obviously don't really have any understanding of labor law. And if they were to close like this and then reopen a similar business, that would be another violation because they're clearly shutting it down just to stop unionizing efforts. They could get dinged again on labor law violations for that. But what they went ahead and did is just today posted a thing on their website that they're, that you can open your own dandelion cafe in your community, cool. using their name and their branding and all this. Right?
0: <laughs> Who wants that? Turnkey. Great name. It's a great franchise. Brand. It's not a great name. There's better names. FTE. FTE. Farm to table extravaganza. Uh, uh, but they're not gonna. You'll never. It's FTE. It's like CVS means something. See, but Citizen but Value Service. But here's the thing, though, is that they are not gonna do. They there's no way they will open a restaurant. They're not talented. All these motherfuckers are drug dealers. They sell coffee. That's what they sell. And coffee sells itself. And that's how they get away with it. I, there's no way they could open a restaurant. They're just well, going it's a to cafe. Go- it doesn't mean they do coffee. Is it like a coffee shop?
6: It's uh, coffee, and they do food, too, but I think it's kind of coffee first ah. and vegan food as well.
0: Okay, Brett. Brett was right. I cut him off there. I mean, cafe doesn't always mean coffee. I learned that once. Uh, I, ne- I would never eat at a cafe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like the, the food is always second. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I went to a cafe once, and I asked for a cup of coffee. Uh, it was a cafe down at the end of my street, and I was like, I wanna, can I get a cup of coffee? They're like, we don't have coffee here. And I was like, but it's called a cafe. And they were like, yeah, cafes don't have to have coffee. I guess that's right. They explained. And I was just like, we do food. And I was just like, well, okay. Somebody might want a cup of coffee. I feel like if
6: you're going to call it a cafe, you've got to have coffee at the minimum. You can add other stuff. But you could
3: probably have coffee,
6: right?
0: It was an Italian restaurant. So maybe they just call everything a cafe in Italy. You know what I mean? Cafeteria. Cafe really is cafeteria, is what that word means, right? Maybe. And uh, FTE, FTTE will be a place that recognizes the unions immediately. Now, the food will not be farm to table, but that'll be in the name, so it'll be heavily implied that it's farm to table, because we can't afford farm to table right now. There's an epidemic. It's a grilled cheese restaurant. Café comes from the French word meaning coffee. Cafeteria. Okay. I mean, that's just (laughs) a smart mouth thing. Then what does cafeteria mean? Uh, I don't know. Coffee-teria. You know what I mean? (laughs) No. (laughs) I mean, I'm just out because cafe. Coffee-coffee-teria. Cock. Yeah. Is that what it stands for? I get, I, uh, it, it, when I tried to type cafeteria, it brought up the cafe thing again. Okay, okay, well. Oh, is <clears throat> a type of food location where there's li- no, little or no wait staff. That's where you just pick up the food. They just have all the fruit plates sitting on a pile of ice. They got like the guy that will, maybe a guy will carve you some roast beef sandwich, but cafeterias are like buffet shit. Kind of embarrassed about that one. I thought cafe was short for cafeteria, but. Uh, would, how would you know? How would I know? Yeah. I don't know. It sounded right. Because cafeteria starts out with the letter C-A-F-E. Right. And I don't think teria means anything. I don't think that Should has have. like a root meaning. It's just they Let's just do it. added Let's it. Teria. <laughs> what does that mean? So there, there's
6: one other concern with the uh, the owner here. Is, you know, they get out of the illegal lockout charge if they actually shut down, right? You can't force them to keep their shop open if they decide to close it. But if they don't actually close down, then there you go. It's an illegal lockout. It was just retaliation you're firing your entire staff for unionizing, which you can't do.
0: How do you, uh, how do you like, they know the difference? How do you like make a distinction between whether they did that or not?
6: So they have to actually dissolve the LLC and liquidate their holdings for it to be an actual closure. And this owner has faked closing the restaurant once before Ooh. they, uh Ooh, the pump owner, uh, Chris Blanc, uh, opened this restaurant initially with his then wife. They, I guess, were splitting, having some, uh, sort of divorce. Happens. And he tried to take the restaurant, saying it was his idea to open it, all that sort of thing. Threatened to shut down the cafe and, you know, won that case. And then afterwards, his wife went online and said something about how the cafe was, you know, she had the idea to open the cafe and it was her dream. So he sued her for Mm -hmm. attorney's fees over claiming it was her idea. And during this process, he had claimed that he was closing the cafe, never actually filed the paperwork to shut it down. And then, of course, opened it back up again. So there's a chance that they may still try to do that, uh, which, I mean, go ahead. I would love to get them in a lot more trouble. But, um, yeah, we really just can't trust anything they're claiming that they're
0: doing. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a horrible, horrible person. (laughs) I do think that, though, you're on the path. I think that, like, the union can win. I mean, obviously, you know, they're... I mean, if they close the store, they close the store. But this guy seems like like you're you've outmatched him over and over again. Like he he's a disgusted dad guy and probably, you know. And uh uh bad name for his restaurant and also uh uh he's not doing anything right. He's going to slip up and break a law. And does that get them fined?
6: If oh, they they've definitely already broken the law. Closing the restaurant can get them out of a lot of it, but filing an unfair labor practice with the National Labor Relations Board, we can make sure that they're not allowed to open up another restaurant and just do this again. So at this point, they can get out of a lot of it if they actually shut it down. So there's enough against them to file for a lot of violations of labor law. And if that goes through, it really just the best we can do is make sure they don't do it again
0: okay well is there any way we can help
6: yeah actually uh so the union uh, uh that the dandelion employees formed is called the seeds they're on twitter and instagram at at the underscore seeds underscore i'll put that in the chat also but the seeds with underscores on either side of the, uh, the word Seeds. And they're still raising money for a hardship fund, not only to make up for the money they lost while the restaurant was shut down and they were on picket, but just to hold people over until they can find something else because unemployment is so high and Florida has deliberately made it as difficult to actually get unemployment payouts as possible. So if anybody can donate to that hardship fund, that would really be amazing
0: all right that sounds great yeah thanks for calling in and and keeping us updated and uh please listeners help help them out and solidarity to y'all
6: yeah thank y'all for uh listening to my long story that was a great uh, story those owners fucked up a lot and it took a while to to explain all the ways they messed up
0: not a problem thank you for calling in we really appreciate it yeah have a good night
6: peace yeah thank you guys so much
0: um that was labor lifts on twitter if you want to follow him um we are going to take a break right now uh 501 you're you're next in line uh this week we have music for never better from never better uh they are out of portland oregon uh, you can find them at never better shreds once again that's never better shreds we'll put that in the chat uh i hope you like the music we're street fighter radio we'll be back peace All right, hey everybody! Welcome back to Street Fight Radio. Hope you enjoyed that. That was Never Better out of Portland, Oregon. Their listener, so go follow them on Bandcamp and buy their music and support them. Follow them, hook them up. They're doing really good stuff. I love that album a lot. You can find them at NeverBetterShreds.bandcamp.com. All right, we are back taking oh, calls. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And, uh, if you want to help out with, uh, once again, with, uh, the hardship fun, just go to link, linked the link tree. I'm, I don't, how do you, I don't want to say this shit. I've never said it out loud. Link tree slash the seeds. All right. And it's a dot do E. I don't, I don't know. How to say E. It's L I N K T R dot E-E slash the seeds. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right on link tree. Love it. Link Linktr.ee Yeah. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
5: Hey, is this me?
0: Yeah, it is.
5: What's this up? This is uh, Jordan, also Blueberry Scones at uh, Twitter. Nothing much. What's up with y'all? Well, huh, doing a show.
0: Just, just working. You know, working hard. Uh, so what? <laughs> what's up tonight?
5: Nothing much. I just actually wanted to know if y'all, I wanted to give a warning kind of to all the other Street Fight listeners. I wanted to talk about my time and becoming a a contractor if y'all want to listen. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We like to hear that.
5: So this is kind of a, a warning to anyone, I guess, that ever gets a, um, a contractor job anywhere, um, you want to fight for your own rights because whenever I started working at, uh, a facility contracting doing some IT stuff, um, they, uh, I found out that like one, my, the people I worked for made like two times the amount that I worked for. So the company that I was contracted out to would pay the company, you know, three times what I made essentially and the company that was contracted from made two thirds of that. And I would only make a third of that. So I, I wasn't, you know, I had decent money a little bit above the minimum wage for my area, but, um, still not, not great money. And, um, they also like, they don't, they made it very vague going into the contracting process to make it, you know sound like you don't have um, any um, like say in the matter, right? So you can't talk uh, negotiate about your wage and stuff like that, because they made everything so um, opaque,
7: mm-hmm. I would
5: say. So we also didn't have any sick days. So I worked for six months, and we didn't have any sick days when our company um, got days off as a company we want to get that time off. So you would have to make like, you would have to work like 40 hours that week right? and four days in order to like get your full wage. Right. So I had to work several, like 10 hour days. Um, and they put the, the like contractors kind of together. So with no sick days, you kind of like, if anyone got sick, there were a couple of people that got sick. So, you know you're by these people that are sick and you can easily get sick but you don't have any time off or anything like that so
1: yeah
0: absolutely i uh uh and that was just like did how did you like get in there did you get there through like a service
5: yeah so uh i was i i recently graduated from college and i did um computer science as my degree. So this person called me up and saw my LinkedIn and saw that I did Java. So, and, uh, um, C plus plus programming and stuff like that. So I did programming for this company, but, um, from what I understand the contractors contract for like programming and IT and stuff like that. So they called me up and they were like, you know, we're looking for someone to do this. Do you, do you want to go in for an interview at this company? And I was like, yeah. And then I went for the interview and I got the job and then like the company I contracted from kind of was like really vague about when I start and stuff like that, you know, kind of made the whole process, um, really like to where you didn't question anything. I thought, you know, what I'm saying to so you've been at like, ask for more when yeah. you got your job, but. So, I, like, whenever you get those jobs, oh, go ahead,
0: sorry. Uh, it just, uh, uh it always, uh, signing contracts is always, like, such a weird thing because you know that you should read it. Everything in you knows that you're supposed to look and read over the contract. You don't. Because, you know, also, that when you go to read it, it's not going to make any sense to you because you don't know the the legal stuff. Like, it doesn't matter. If it's a bad contract, because you're not going to be able to tell anyway, they, they intentionally make them so that you can't tell, you know, what's in the contract. Right. And also people are in a position where yeah. like you, you, you really, what are you going to do? Say, I don't like this contract. And they're going to say, okay, you don't get money from us then you're not hired. That is true. <laughs> I mean, that, is, that's really, and, and that's, you know, cause you hear a lot about programming and stuff like that. Like computer programming is that like people feel like it's a really good job because a few people make a bunch of money but a lot of people are just contractors that don't have any benefits and have a really like uh uh, i don't know they're it's it's just like it's as uneasy as any sort of bottom rung job that i've ever had you you still feel like you're on a razor's edge the whole time you're doing it
5: yeah, and nowadays, like a lot of companies are going to like contract a hire type stuff if they do want to hire you, right? So you have to go through a contractor for at least like six months to a year before you can even get to one of the, the decent paying jobs.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That That's also very true. I And like it is a real way to toss a few months down the drain too if they don't hire you. Right. Like going from contract to hire. I know people who have worked at places for four, five, six months under contract in a contract to hire system and not ended up getting hired. And it's not even, it wasn't even just like they were a bad worker or anything like that. It was just like, there's only so many spots and they can only hire so many people. So. I mean, you don't have to be like a terrible worker to not be able to get the job as a, as a contractor, you know, there's, cause they're going to cut good people at times, you know, the, it's just at some point it gets to a number where they have to cut also good people too.
5: Yeah. And uh, kind of going off of what the last caller was talking about, you know, unionizing with contracting jobs, that's really hard because you know, you work for this company that kind of just outsources you, so no one from your company you work with. So you don't even have a chance to unionize, really, because, you know, there are people that are full time at the actual company you're contracted to, and they're not going to unionize with you. You know, they're not in the same company as you, so that's not going to help you at all either.
1: Right. That's you know? something I've
5: so heard. It's, uh, it's a,
0: That's something I've heard a lot about contract work too, that you're bringing up is that like, there's a very clear separation between the contractors and the permanent employees, which makes it very, like, it's hard to even have solidarity. It's like, it's such a one, it's like one side of the, one side of any conversation is more powerful than, than the other side, you know?
5: Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And, you know, I think, even I I was in a lucky position where I didn't have to work over um, overnight and stuff like that. But I, you know, several of the people that I've heard contracting, especially for programming, you have to do like on calls. So if like a program goes down, you have to go in there and fix it. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. On On calls actually the worst thing you can have in your employment. Like that's the one thing that like, if I had to go back to work and for a living, that would be the thing I would be pretty much like adamantly against is being on call because it is the worst feeling. Being on call is one of the worst feelings because you're not at work, but you're kind of at work all the time. You know, you can't live your yeah. normal life because you're stuck having to be ready to come into work at any
5: time. Yeah, exactly. And it, not only that, but like, you know, you can be on call and they call you at like three o'clock in the morning and you have to work on something for, you know, an hour and then they're expecting you to be in at six o'clock in the morning after that. You have yeah. to have those calls several times a night.
0: Yeah, that is a like an actually good point. I guess like uh uh what I think is that the organizing almost kind of has to be around making contract work. Not the norm, like we have to keep pushing to not allow them to because everybody's going to be a contractor at some point, an independent, you know, cashier contractor. (laughs) Yep, well, (laughs) yeah, thanks for calling in. And uh, you know, we're gonna end this. Me and Brett, when we run for president, there's not gonna be any more contracting. Well, thanks. Read Uh, your contract. uh, Yeah, go ahead.
5: Can I actually plug something real quick? 100%. So I just started a podcast called A Great Leap Somewhere. Uh, We kind of just talk about current events in our area. So I'm in the Arkansas area, and we talk about, like, COVID we're gonna talk about uh, you know, renters unions and stuff like that and renting because uh Arkansas doesn't have a guarantee of reasonable inhabit inhabitability. So uh like, you know, if you don't have A C in your uh apartment or anything like that, you know, you you're fucked. You're just really hot and stuff. So uh we're gonna be talking about a lot of that stuff and we just put out our first episode today. So Right on. Oh, Check it great. out.
0: Yeah. Thanks for calling in. Keep it rolling. Yeah. Do yeah. It every no week. problem.
5: And uh, everyone can uh, follow me at at Blueberry Scones on uh, on Twitter if they want to.
0: Do that. I, I I would, but I can't get on my Twitter. So I'm I'm really in yeah. I well. heard. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> Have a good night.
5: Yeah. It's okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you too.
0: All right. Yeah. Contract labor is tough. That's yeah. And you're right. That's where everybody seems to be the solution. And I, I definitely could see like if, uh say, the Square cashier system, if you were able to just get trained on that and then Square could sell employees to cafes that were short for $20 an hour and they pay you $10 an hour, you could be plugged into any Square cash register system. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Fucking shit. Is that did you read that that is a no. possibility? No, it's just right like there for, really, the, for that's, the doing. that's some real evil businessman <laughs> yeah. idea right there. That is someone from San Francisco will call and say that they've been doing it for 10 months already, I'm sure. True, true. <laughs> you should uh, uh you should definitely uh sell that idea to Square. Okay. I'll see, I'll see what I can do. I mean, you really you really could do it like Uber. Yeah, And it would just completely get rid of- Benefits. Everything. Yeah. yeah. And even just interviews or anything. You just, <laughs> everything's done. No schedules. Yeah. You just hit up an Uber and a person comes. I don't think customer service-based businesses will, like companies yeah. that actually care about customers. But I, I could see, one, a small business using it for sure. Yeah. But I could also see like, you know, McDonald's not being opposed to something like that. Well and if also if you're running um if you're a small business, you're running through people constantly. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. All right, next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey
8: Brad. Hey Brian, it's Haley.
0: What's up, Haley? How's it going tonight?
8: It's good. Um it's my birthday today. Amazing. Well,
0: happy birthday. You doing anything Thanks. special yeah, for your birthday? 26. You doing anything special for twenty six? Um, not
8: really. Why not? Um Why not? well not? uh well I am I'm at home. Um and uh I don't really want to go anywhere today. Uh I've been dealing with like you guys know what GERD is? Yes. Like acid reflux and stuff like that. So it's been it's I've had really bad for two months and it's <sighs> not going away. So it's been it's been hard to to like really do anything. Um yeah. but uh this is also, you know, just shitty cause my health insurance runs out now. So, uh, um, and I've applied to like, yeah, uh, applied to MediCal, but, um, I'm still waiting. So uh, I don't know what that's going to be like, but, um, yeah, I'm not, to be all depressing or anything. I, no, did, it's fine. I do have happier news. Okay,
1: uh,
8: <laughs> I, um, I I have been on a tropical like shirt kick recently um the past like 2 months or so mm-hmm. and um my dad surprised me with a a sh- nice shirt that I I did like a, a weird thing and you know, you know the rule is you're not supposed to like look at the price of a gift like that like rule, I guess, that nobody really explains why is a rule, but I guess is one. Um, uh-huh. And uh, I looked at the price. It's like a $100 shirt, and like, this is the most expensive article of clothing that I own now, and it's like, <laughs> well...
0: Is so it like, really comfortable, I, I though? I can
8: find, like, $20. Oh, it's a nice shirt. It's got parrots on it, dog. Um, oh, it rules. Um, it And uh, I thought it would run a little small, um, but it actually is pretty perfect. Um, you know... And uh, I I usually am used to spending like like I said like twenty dollars on like jeans at Target or something like that and whatever so this is to own a one hundred dollar shirt is kind of unusual. I've yeah, been but, saying um, that.
0: I've been saying that yeah. on on the show week
8: after week. I'm wearing a hundred dollar shirt right now. Um, I
0: should have said that. Really? Before. I yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know the exact It's a exact t-shirt price. too, it doesn't even have buttons Or a collar on it But it says US mail in pink Really right. big, that's cool Yeah, do nice. not have anything else on? That is cool, no, I want that shirt now. The thing is, just don't let it scare no, I, um, you I mean, they'll be more expensive clothes But just don't let it scare you, just wear it like you would your other shirts Yeah, do that For real, no, I just I totally did that do. the other day
1: yeah.
0: yeah, don't don't be like I'm yeah. not gonna wear I'm just not gonna wear this shirt You know, it's a hundred bucks. I'm not going to wear this shirt. Run through it like you do any old shirt, I think. But here's my bit of advice. Hang dry everything. Just, I'm down to hang drying everything now. Everything. Every. Outside? No, inside. In the basement. I just hang to dry. You know? Okay. I hang it up on a rack and then they bring it to me. I just hang dry everything. You like fold it over a line with a clothespin? Or what? Just we have from this, the shoulders. Yeah, we have we have a metal pipe that runs across, and I just drape it over the metal pipe and okay, it dry.
8: You know, you, you, you guys, you guys are lucky because you know I'm back home in California now, um, and uh, we don't have a basement, and outside is um, literally dangerous to your health right now. Um, oh, no. cause uh, I'm not anywhere near, I'm not anywhere near the fires, but, um, like there's like a, a healthy range of like particulate matter, like in the air. And it's something like five, you know, parts per million or something like that. Yeah. And yesterday it was like 20 parts per million. And now it's like 50 or something like that. Like the smoke, just it was really bad today. So
0: yeah, you, I, um, you need like a bigger, better yeah. mask. I, I gotta say about this too. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> something I learned in 2020 is breathing fucking sucks. We gotta do something about breathing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, it does. <laughs> we just gotta, it's the worst thing we breathing do. Is overrated. Yeah, it's the worst thing we do. If we didn't have to do that, we'd be all fucking set. You know? Yeah. We gotta do something about that. Some scientist needs to get on some way that we can like take a pill where we don't have to breathe. But we can still live our life and talk in our regular voices, you know? It's just when we're when we're not talking, we don't have to breathe. It's a pill. I'm thinking of it. It works, you know? yeah, definitely. You can it's, you're gonna hack you're gonna hack would, the human uh, body. That's I mean, what is Silicon Valley doing? Yeah, we know? need to get we need to move to we need to move there. I think that we I could just, probably make a lot more money than this podcast. I just hate <laughs> I just hate breathing. It sucks. It's ruined 2020. Breathing has ruined
8: 2020, right? If you had not have to breathe. You wouldn't get COVID. You know, uh, absolutely. And, and I think too, um, speaking of Silicon Valley, it's funny. Um, so I like many people kind of like lost my job. Um, I worked at my university cause of COVID and now that i am graduated, like I'm looking for like work, especially work that gives me health insurance. So like, I'm kind of like in the interim having to do like the Amazon thing. Like I have this like delivery driver position interview tomorrow, which is basically like show up and we'll look at you and we'll give you a job type thing, yeah. um, which is fine. Um And it works in time. the interim, but like, I, I also don't like the fact that I have to like work for Amazon. Like that's the part that I hate. Um But uh with any luck, um, I get to do my dream job, um, and, uh, uh, cause I applied for this job out in San Francisco and, um, I work, would be working with, um, young, like, so people under the age of 24, um, uh, LGBTQ youth, oh. um, who like are at risk and stuff. And I'd be working with them. So, um, and the pay is really good and it's full benefit and it's wow. like, I'm surrounded by other trans people. So it's awesome. That's um, great and uh, it'll, be, it'll be more money than I've ever seen in my life. Cool. get um, yeah, a bunch of $100, $100 shoes. Like... No, <laughs> I used to make it like maybe like 13K a year. <laughs> and uh, if I get this job, um, it'll be like 77K a year starting. That's which gonna is be... just, I don't know what to do with that. Jeans? Like there's some pretty expensive jeans you can buy. but like,
0: we really get into <laughs> denim. <laughs> You start looking into jeans, and you're like, "Holy moly, that's an expensive one!" (laughs) You know, I want it though. You know,
8: you start making that money. Crazy to me, like, yeah. I don't, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, I mean, oh, you'll find. um, I'd have to live close to the Bay Area, but Mm. oh, there's no way I could afford to live in San Francisco. You're
0: gonna fuck. Trust me, you can find a $600 a month apartment. Making seven, no, I'm saying, okay, you could find a $600 month apartment making $77,000 a year and you will figure out a way to spend all that money. I promise. I mean, maybe you're thriftier than I am as a person, but it seems like every time I make a little more money, I just spend it like right away where it's like, "Mm, now I'm broke again. Like I'm broke as shit right now for the next like four days, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, I make more than I ever have in my life. Right now, and uh, uh, broke just completely flat, fucking broke. I have no money, and it's just like just irresponsible purchases. You really start to learn how to once you have a little bit of money, you learn how to spend it very easily. I, but that's a caution to you, especially now that you're in hundred dollar and uh, one hundred dollar shirts, now that you're living that one hundred dollar t shirt life or shirt. You know, say six hundred dollar rent in San Francisco, you're gonna be staying in a house with six other people probably. I would do that though. Wouldn't you do More that? More like ten. <laughs> a dorm. You'd be living in a dorm. Yeah, yeah I would do that if I was single. To get I wouldn't hundred dollar shirts. But what but then like
8: yeah, yeah. No, okay. they would Go ahead. They would be like see in in, in in San Francisco, you know, people with six figures are struggling to live. Yeah. You know, like and that's nuts to me. Like San Francisco is a nightmare of like the, the the nightmare blend of like neoliberalism and like the the Silicon Valley like technocrat. Like I don't I mean I suppose it makes sense, um, but I also don't understand how like these insane like tech dipshits that live in the area can also be this bad. Like I mean I guess the ineptness goes hand in hand, but these are the same people who like will literally trespass on people's property to steal like unfiltered water because they think like raw water is like good for their yeah. brains, that's but they just shit, keep though. getting like, <laughs> yeah, they keep getting like prion diseases and stuff like that. Cause they keep right. drinking like this water that's like hyper polluted. Right. And that's... yet these same people are in charge of like San Francisco city government. I'm, no. I'm, I'm saying when you start
0: making some cash. You do also your food. All of a sudden, your food bill is like ex- exponentially more. Because I was thinking about how I used to go and buy groceries for me, Katie, and Gwen. uh, $150 for two weeks. That's what I would spend to get groceries for the three of us for two weeks. And mm-hmm. way past that. We've blown way past that now. And I'm like, what are we buying that's so different? But what it is is like... Expensive ingredients for everything. Produce. It's stupid. Produce. produce drives it Yeah, out. I buy a lot of pro- more produce than I did back then, too. I bought pineapple today. Yum. I'm appling it up, you know? Well, good luck. I hope you get the job. If there's any, if you need a reference, <laughs> Me too, Doug. Um, I'm there, you know? Yeah, you were plugged in briefly for modding the uh, Street Fight group. So, yeah, we can give you a pro- professional reference.
8: Oh, thank you. Yeah, we will be I reference.
0: would appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, just let just us know what we can precious. do and we're down to help. Thanks for calling in Haley.
8: No problem. You guys have a good one. You Peace. too. It
0: was very fun. All right. Let's see what this 77 gram, man. That's a good one. That's great. Yeah. But it is tough. I mean, that was like living in uh DC with like about that much was what Erica was making, but you know, yeah. I was making zero. <laughs> yeah. So, it was three of us and, uh, the stuff just blows you away. I mean, I had like a, I had real agoraphobia. I didn't want to leave. Cause I was just like, I was going to cost me 30 or $40. I'm going to lose $40 if I leave and do something yeah. like to pay for trains, to pay for a sandwich while I'm out there, just tolls. Everything was like a fucking I, landmine. What, it feels like that. Whenever you go to one of these major cities, LA is not like this. Yeah. But every time you go to one of these major East coast cities, it's like every minute you're pulling your wallet out. Yeah. Every couple of minutes. It's oh. like you're pulling it out, swiping it. Somebody looks at you straight in the face and they're like, it's $35 to park. And you're like, okay, <laughs> oh, I guess if you say so. It's $12 I- to drive across this bridge. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can mail it in if you want. <laughs> we don't have to. We're not going to ask for it right now. We're sure you're good for it. We took pictures of your plates anyways. <laughs> yeah. $12, you know. Alright, next one. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
8: Hey, what's up, Street Fight? This is Casey in Philly. What's up, Casey? How's it going?
9: Yeah, I'm alright. Uh I've been drinking a little, smoking a little, just finished playing Mario Kart with my partner. Nice. You win? Uh yeah, every time. Okay,
1: that's great.
0: <laughs> that's great. That's how it would be in my house too. Uh, what's going on tonight, Casey?
9: <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to, uh, call in and, uh, complain a little bit about how bad my school's been fucking me over the past, you know, five months. That yeah.
0: sounds, yeah. I mean, it sounds like that's happening a lot. What's going on with yours in particular?
9: Yeah. So I'm a student, uh, at one of the universities in Philly and, uh, I'm going into my senior year, which is very exciting. But, um, you know, when the, uh, when the pandemic started, I was basically kicked out of my dorm with no notice. Um, and they gave me about two days to get back to Philly, pack up as much shit as I could and whatever I couldn't take with me, I had to leave in the room and they just sort of packaged up and put away for free, which is fine. Uh-huh. But if I want it back, I have to pay I have to pay for it, which is extremely fucked. What? Some college shit.
1: <laughs> yeah.
9: Wow.
0: <laughs> so it's just in storage, but yeah. you're not going to be able to get it back unless you toss them. Is it, a, is it a decent amount of money?
9: Yeah, I uh I have to have it shipped to me even though I'm still in <laughs> Philly. I didn't I don't go back home. I usually live in Philly year-round. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, they'll have to ship it to me. Like, I can't even go to the facility and pick it up.
0: Oh, no. You got to get it shipped. Oh.
9: Yeah. I don't
0: even like thinking about shipping big things. I Sometimes I'll be, like, looking online at something I want to buy, and it's just like, you know what? I can't do that. I don't get to have this. This is something you gotta buy too big. at the store. Yeah, too big. I know when I ship this, it's
9: gonna cost a hundred dollars, <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. And like I left probably three or four medium sized packing boxes in my dorm and all of the shit that was in my kitchen that they had to package up for me. So it's gonna be a lot of money to have those ships. So basically they're holding my stuff hostage. Are you moving back? So I, I was, um, trying to get housing for the year, um, over the summer since March, basically I've been able to live with my partner who also lives in Philly, which is great. Um, but it's kind of insecure because we haven't really told the landlord. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Cause we don't want to get our fucking rent raised. So I've been pitching in for like half the rent, and it's been okay. Um, although that's also been a major strain because, um, I also work on campus. I actually work for the housing department. So the department that, uh, denied me housing this year is the department I work for, which is awesome. (sighs) Um, yeah, I, uh, I had applied for housing and I got it. I was supposed to have a single room, Uh, and you know, in the past couple of weeks, they changed their minds about, uh, bringing students to campus, which is a good idea. Like they shouldn't have had any of us come back, but, um, I was supposed to work for my department over the summer, which would have given me housing. So after that got canceled, I was stuck here and I was planning on moving back into my dorm for the semester. And then they canceled that and they aren't giving me uh the housing that like I kinda need. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, not only is my stuff still being host- held hostage until maybe the spring semester, maybe not. Who knows? Um yeah, I like told my department that I'm housing insecure and they told me, uh, fuck you.
1: <laughs>
9: right. That sucks.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean this sounds like what this should be so embarrassing to these universities that have had all of this time to figure this out. And uh, you're just hearing stuff like this everywhere that, you know, the, the, the Ohio state thing on the day on the, on the day that they had to come get testing done there, there were 2000 people standing in line to get tested 2000 in a line that stretched all the way past the Oval, and it's just they 2,000 people gathered. Yeah. And it thunderstormed during it, and uh, there wasn't <laughs> covering unless you were like in the top like four or five of them. So people were just standing in the middle of a like a really pretty crazy thunderstorm. <laughs> I didn't know that at all. Yeah, yeah. And like uh, they've already got their first positive. Because that's what I was saying. I was like, hey, they're testing people that's really good but it's like when you get 2000 of them together one of them might could possibly test positive for that you know and they're maybe I don't know you know again I don't know how dangerous it is outside but like they could pass it on to the people immediately around them who could then keep passing it on down the line you know right and uh, uh, it's just it's a real disaster it should be very embarrassing that that these schools aren't able to handle it they have huge staffs they they have a ton of money and uh they seem to have pretty much all failed on every count
9: yeah my uh my university's endowment is 15 billion dollars they're building like a 150 million dollar dorm Uh, so that they can house sophomore, they can require sophomores to live on campus in the next couple of years. Like they have all the resources that they need to not only, you know, do things safely and have, you know, at least housing insecure people and international students live on campus. Uh, they could probably provide free testing to everybody in Philadelphia. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I just don't understand how these places where it's supposed to be a bunch of, you know, the people in charge yeah. are supposed to be smart too. And they just, it seems like every college 100% dropped the ball on this. And, and like, even when you say like, well, you know, it was good that they made the decision not to bring students back to campus, but it's like in a lot of cases that just happened within the past. You know, like a week before you're supposed to go back and like, uh, they, it just, they don't account again, like you said, for, for like international students. Cause I know a lot of them got fucked when the schools closed too. Like they just didn't even think about Absolutely. people not having somewhere to live when they decided to close these things out. Like in the panic, they, they didn't even consider that there were going to be people that were seriously going to put out, be put out from this.
9: Yeah. And, uh, the, the short notice means that everybody who did buy plane tickets to come back to school, uh, none of them are getting refunds for their tickets. (laughs) <laughs> which yeah. puts a lot of people at a loss
0: oh yeah yeah that you're right too yeah i mean the the airlines are not giving refunds at this point they're flying they're like we'll fly we'll fly ya. you you ain't getting no refund yeah but uh well i i gotta say uh good luck with the school year and i hope this all gets taken care of for you
9: yeah i appreciate it
0: have a good evening that's a... Uh, yeah, you too. Good. The college shit is really fucked up. It's just the amount of money the students are paying, and, and just, like, it just all is so... It seems, like, so fucked. Like, it's all I've seen is bad. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's not, It's a rotten institution, just like all the other ones in America. Right. It's, like, poorly run, inefficiently run, or for, for money, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. University of Phoenix didn't have any problems because they're online. They've been doing great. They've been doing it, you know. Uh, which would be our new uh new sponsor? University of Phoenix. Yeah, always wanted. I mean, you always wanted to just pick up an extra degree. Yeah, yeah. Late at night, check it out. You know, or like Everest Institute. Yeah, or, uh, get serious. I'm trying to think of what the other ones are, but I used to watch those when I was really broke the commercials in the middle of the night yeah and like you would seriously consider did you ever just sit there and be like oh fuck i could be a nurse i guess you know what
1: I mean? yeah yeah
0: <laughs> i could do billing tra- medical billing and transcoding yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah, i used to just be like i gotta be able to get i mean this this would be a much better job yeah and like i probably almost that's i've told the story about almost like deciding to enlist in the military at one point because I just felt like I'm not going anywhere. I don't know what to do. And it's yeah. like the lat, you know, I don't have much longer that I can do this. Right. And it's just like, I probably fell for every one of those. You, know, you want something, you want an easy solution. You don't want to like turn your life around. You just want to call this phone number in the middle of the night and get things back, <laughs> back to what you deserve. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Uh, next call. Brian's going to... Take a break real quick. I gotta drain the main vein. Don't say that. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight?
7: Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I go by uh, Wildman on Twitter. All right. I'm out man. here in Chicago. Uh taking taking a walk around the, the neighborhood with the dog. Listen to Street Fight. How you how you doing, Brett? Doing well. Um uh
0: happy to be taking calls again. We have a lot of people in the queue, so that was nice, and we've had great calls so far, so doing well. I gotta finish the uh, right. Indy, uh, fi- Indy 500. I only watched like the first 120 laps, and I'm trying to avoid spoilers, uh, but I'm gonna finish the Indy 500 when we're done.
7: Right, right. So, uh, are you uh do you like, do you like Adderall? Are you are you into Adderall or amphetamines? Mm, not really, no. Just cocaine. <laughs> Not really.
0: Yeah. Right. Adderall. I was. Well, I, I didn't go to college, see, so-, so I wasn't around for like the Adderall thing. And uh, I don't know. Something about it is just. It, something about it is gross to me.
7: Right. Well, about a month back, I, I spent like a couple weeks uh, trying to get my hands on a legitimate prescription. I mean, the only time I ever used it before this. Was you know just when some friends would have it, hey, I got a couple of pills. I take them off their hands. Yeah. And for me, you know, it made my work really easy. I'm I I'm a uh, i do accounting. Uh huh. So you know, and one thing I learned at my office and with all the clients we work with, you know, it seems like that the only people who are able to get their jobs done are the people who are uh, you know for better or worse uh, using drugs to get through the day. <laughs> You're you know? right. Yeah. (laughs) So for for me, weed's not gonna cut it, you know. Yeah. Can't take a drink either. Uh, amphetamine's it really seems to be the the drug of uh the drug of choice for this profession, right? And so I had a a bit of a journey trying to get a legal prescription, you know. What what ended up happening was I just straight up Googled, okay, you know, ADHD. That's right. I can't concentrate. I need some medication. I got a disease. I got a disease. I need something for it. I Googled it and I went to the first clinic. And he told me right off the bat in the email when I was sending up the consultation, it was going to be $180 per hour with an initial consultation of two hours, right? Whoa. So I was like, well, whatever. I don't have insurance. I don't have a primary doctor cuz usually what they what, you know when I read online like how do I get Adderall they usually say oh, talk to your talk to your doctor. Yeah,
0: you got to build. Well, a I haven't had a doctor,
7: you know. Sit. Exactly. I'm not going to about to walk into uh you know, a general practice doctor's office and say, you know, hey, I need I need I need amphetamine. Yeah. <laughs> so what I did was I I I figured I'd bite the bullet. Okay. $180 an hour, it's killer, but whatever. So I had my consultation with a psychiatrist, and we're going through this enormous list of questions, right? And I don't really have any... Uh, he, he, was a, he was like a psychologist, like a clinical psychologist, somebody who's more into, uh, you know, therapy. And I never... Although I am fucked up in different degrees, I've never seen a professional... So I, I don't really know how these things usually go, uh-huh. but by the end of the consultation, he was like, well, you know, wow, man, it, uh, it seems like you have a, you're a very, very smart person, a very, you have a very brilliant mind, but your problem is, is that you don't direct your energy correctly, right? Uh huh. And I was answered truthfully the whole time. Like, do sure. you have a problem finishing your work? Absolutely. Uh, do you have trouble maintaining deadlines? You know, absolutely. In work life, home life, across the board. And he ended up giving me this, uh, certificate. It's like pretty much saying like, yeah, he has a severe case of ADHD and you know, we do think uh, we would recommend that he, um, go get uh medication. Uh-huh. So I was trying to play it cool with the doctor, you know, when we're t- discussing my results. And I'm like, uh, because I'm not trying to act like I'm um, chasing pills or anything. So I tell the doctor, I'm like, ah, uh, geez, you know, would you, uh, if you, if you think medication might help, uh, w- what would you prescribe me? Could you prescribe me something now? And I kid you not, after two hours, the first initial two hours, and then the follow-up for another 180... Like, this is when he tells me that his office doesn't do prescriptions at all. And he just he just recommended me to some random uh, family doctor in the area and said, you know, actually, I don't do prescriptions. You're going to have to go to this, oh, this doctor. He probably do don't know him either.
0: He probably don't know that doctor either. He's just saying, go to this doctor. You know what I mean? Show him your certificate. I don't know any doctor. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm saying that <laughs> yeah. even the guy that did the recommendation probably just looked up your local
7: area. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Because I asked them, like, well, are there any doctors you work with? Because I don't want to, like, uh, go through this whole process again. And, again, it was, like, a, the initial consultation was, like, a two-hour questionnaire. Like, about everything. What like, was... And, again, they, I was honest.
0: Did they, What's up? Did he, they tell you the stated goals of all of this? Like, was it just to diagnose you?
7: It was just to diagnose and then uh, figure out, like, a treatment plan. You know? And the treatment plan was going to be—he recommended medication plus the therapy. But where's the medication like, coming gonna,
0: from? Yeah, where where does exactly, he think that the medication's going to come from?
7: Right, I I, I, fig- I figured out by the end of it that he was not concerned with that at all, you know. Jesus Christ! But eventually, 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 okay, I go, I keep it short, I go to the family doctor, the family doctor recommends me to a psychiatrist. I see a psychiatrist and he sends me, he's, he, it's like 15 minutes, again, his, his rate was like 120 an hour, okay, I pay it, I pay it for the full hour, it's, I'm gonna I'm, I'm call with him for like 15 minutes, he sends me a PDF, He's uh, like a little self-survey quiz, he's like, hey, uh, fill, fill this out, and I'm looking at the PDF and I figure, okay, these are all the same questions I just answered with the other guy, right? Yeah. So, I'm going down the list, all fours and fives, right? Four, five, four, five. Do you have trouble uh concentrating, you know, all the time, often, four and fives all the way down? And I send it over to him and, and he calls me and he's like, oh, I wanted to discuss your results. He says, You know, I'm looking at your results and uh I believe that uh it was, it's very important that you immediately go into like it was something like a some type of inpatient service. Oh. And uh, I started freaking out. At first I thought he was like trying to play gotcha. Like, oh, you think you're, oh, you think you need medication? Well, I'm going to like, I'm going to refer you to, you know, an inpatient.
1: Yeah. Like, I'll send you go, straight to go, the hospital. Uh,
7: go book yourself in there.
1: Yeah.
7: Right. I was like, I was like, you know, I'm, I was trying to play cool. I'm like, you know, I'm working with a psychologist and, He's the one who, you know, told me to to go to a psychiatrist like yourself to get the medication. I'm actually, you know, I'm doing really good with my psychologist. I I, I don't think I need inpatient. And he goes, well, well, you know, I read your, if these numbers are true, then you mark that you uh, are severely suicidal all the time and that you contemplate suicide all the time. You know, so I actually marked fives on the, Oh. suicide question oh no <laughs> yeah right. that's not good <laughs> so this guy was about he was about to commit me <laughs> oh geez but end of, end of the day uh i just said you know i was rushing through it i thought for sure he wasn't going to give me the prescription but he gave me the prescription and i gotta say i don't i know a lot of people are in different places with drugs but these little amphetamines right he prescribed me 20 milligrams a day uh-huh i take five Maybe it's placebo, maybe it's just a little bump, but it gets the job done. It's like a, it's like a <laughs> double cup of coffee, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've honestly, the thing about so. it is like all the, all the Ritalin or Adderall <laughs> I've had was like fairly poorly chopped up, and I was like trying to snort it at like 3.30 in the morning. Um, but I imagine that actually you're not doing
7: spreadsheets while you're doing it, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: but I mean, I I have there are some times when I had like some extra coke from a tour or something, and I did it while I was working, and was like, maybe I do need to get some sort of like medication. Like I do have ADHD in a ADHD, you know, and I've never been diagnosed with it, but I've started to talk to my doctor about it uh, before COVID happened, and that kind of just. That, that kind of just was a reason for me not to, to talk to my doctor for a while. So, But that is, um, that is a yeah. lot of fucking money like, yeah, to, it's a lot. just to get there.
7: I know. I was out almost $500 because I don't have insurance. And then when I went to the Walgreens, I was like to get my prescription. Uh, th- they said, okay, it's going to be $80 per bottle. And I was thinking, wait, what? That sounds like a lot. I thought, I don't know why. I know, you know, Bernie Sanders, he says prescriptions are expensive, but, you know, I never really had a, I've never really been, Luckily, I've never needed any prescriptions. So I asked her, I'm like, well, oh, okay, well, what about the generic option? I was thinking there'd be like (laughs) some type of great value. I want, you know, I want great value amphetamines. And she's (laughs) like, that is the generic option at 80 bucks a bottle. The non-generic option was $500 a bottle.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean... That they they really I mean, I can't imagine trying to pay for the prescriptions I'm on mom without insurance, but and you're right though, this is what's expected my my wife had to go to the hospital after doing taking too much of her prescription Adderall because she was trying to get meet a deadline in college, you know, yeah, and it's very popular mm. and very overly used to like by people just to like work sixty hours a week,
7: yeah, you know, yeah, to get the job done, man. But uh, yeah, it's ex- exactly. I don't have any other choices. Like if it was up to me, my personality doesn't need stimulant, you know, maybe, maybe once in a rare night. Yeah. But Brett, you know, you say that, you know, you could see yourself as fitting the profile of ADHD. And, you know, I don't mean to be offensive to anyone, but I do think like a lot of these diseases, things that they pathologize, it, it is definitely based on like what the current system expects of you. So just like that kid who's like not paying attention in class, oh, that's a pathology. You have a disease, you need a medication. And then, and then likewise, it's like, well, you know what, man? Maybe the society is diseased. You know? That's what I'm thinking. Sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. down
0: with that. I'm wild with man, you. Wild man speaks the truth. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the same way. It's like I could probably, I just don't see a problem with, using something to get by, I guess. Yeah. You know, Well, I I I wouldn't need anything if the pressure to, I don't know if I would need anything without pressure, you know, like if I just lived like a life where money didn't matter and I didn't need to get any, I don't know, I don't know where I'd be. I I, I would think my anxiety would be more manageable in that case. But,
7: you know, one more link with the ADHD, something I was thinking about and like, Using amphetamines to treat it. Uh huh. You know, my history is a little shaky, but if I remember correctly, I, I, think, it, I think it was like the U.S. military or Nazi Germany who de- who began developing these amphetamines to use them on their soldiers, right? Yeah, Battlestar Galactica. To did it make too. them a little wild. And <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's kind of perverse that they made their way into you know working people's systems, and I think that. In my experience, uh, you know, my parents never really took me to the doctor to, you know, poke and prod me, figure out what's wrong with me. But I think that a lot of real high-strung families, like maybe maybe I'm characterizing them wrong, but it seems to me like a lot of, like, middle-class, like, well-to-do families, you know, if little Johnny is not performing exactly how the mom and dad, like, expect them to, you know, in their in, in their schoolwork or whatever else, they think it's something wrong with them that needs to be corrected and they do go for those pills. And I think that I know people in my professional life who have just had an amphetamine or an Adderall prescription, like since they were young and they really are high performing people. Like it really did. It really is like a a cheat code, like a super boost of sorts. And, you know, earlier the call, like, you know, talking about San Francisco, like, and all these different uh, tech ideas they have. uh, I would would not, like, from my experience, like, working in offices and, like, seeing, like, who's running the show and, like, who's really invested in the work, I would not be surprised if uh, all these people who are making our lives hell are geeked up on amphetamines. I I am
0: not, or benzos at the end of the night. Maybe both. Yeah, Yeah, landing gear. Right, because
1: I had a...
7: I had a client that made that made a comment to one of her like like her sisters saying something along the lines of like oh I, I wasn't feeling good so I took a Xanax earlier today and then and then or earlier yesterday and then and then when I got home last night I took a, a Xanax no I took an Adderall in the morning I took a Xanax at night yeah I think that's like, a pretty and common these are these occurrence. are like really well-to-do people very very rich and you know they, they're like they're the boss in this situation. Yeah, and like they themselves are like medicating up and down up and down yeah
0: they're wasted so, yeah a lot of times at work they're they're like trashed uh, i mean taking a xanax at work is that's why i'm so good at running this business i'm trashed all the time true true that's <laughs> true well thanks for calling in
7: uh hi boys we appreciate it you're welcome yeah. great show i love it shout out to everyone in the street fight community yeah, yeah we
0: appreciate it well i'm gonna shout them out too probably at the end of the show though
7: all right. Have a good night. Sorry, I didn't
0: mean to steal your thunder, Brian. No, I right, just these like people wouldn't do that before I got the chance. Oh wow! I'm kidding. Wild man stepping on toes. Wild man stepped on my toes, man. All right. Okay, we got some calls. Let's. Uh, we got time. You got time. You got overtime. We got about twenty <laughs> minutes. We took last week off. Hey, what's going on? Hey, how are you doing tonight? We're doing great. How are you?
10: Oh, good. This is Rusty Hazard in Phoenix. I called about a month ago. My voice was a lot more gravelly after a, uh, ELM protest. Um, just been playing catch up with y'all's, uh, podcast. I'm fucking drained from work and whatnot. Um, the guy, I was I just, just listening intently to the guy before me because I have ADHD and I've done the Adderall thing and I'm, I'm sober, uh, now like six years and I, I had to get off of it because I was too aggressive and now I'm worn out from just doing the capitalism and I'm like fuck I'm like on this goddamn things actually do shit <laughs> on them. Yeah. And, uh, so it's so it's just funny. That guy I'm like, talk about my life right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean it's it's a hard thing. It's it's like it's a fine line. Um I think uh, you know, it can be helpful probably in smaller amounts and not like an everyday thing, I'm supposed, but there is just like Like, I don't know, man, Brian, I would just say that you seem to really gravitate towards anything that'll make you feel bad or miserable. Really? Yeah. Like the first thing you did when we couldn't do live shows was said, the only thing I want to do right now is do a live show. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. You see I it seem to you seem to get you're like wired to get something out of it like to just be miserable. Yeah. <laughs> you, every week, I mean every week I see you, it's the worst week, worse than the week before. You you pitch it like that. Oh, I know. It's not that bad. I just complain a lot. Sure. Like so that's what complainer. I mean you like to complain about everything. <laughs> I love it. I so love So that's what you're searching for. Every week feels fine to me every week but i complain on the radio though. yeah say if we we played those intros (laughs) that's what i'm saying i i do i i do on the radio but when i'm out like in my normal everyday life i'm generally not that miserable i'm just like you know saying what grinds my gears Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. when i'm on the air but uh most of the time it's like whatever you know sure but i i do feel like I'm in a catastrophe all the time. Yeah, that's what I was referring to. Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just terrified. I have a lot of anxiety. It's weird. I can get it down, but they don't, the stuff that makes it kind of dissipate, I can't, I don't have. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) it doesn't like, I try not to like, I'm like, ugh, I'm so annoyed by that. Yeah. So, what's up? Rusty? Uh no, just I had a couple of things uh uh
10: what first uh a t-shirt idea um I don't know if Brian knows off the top of his head the exact date that the uh subway incident uh happened with the uh, the robbery and his boss was a dick to him um but if you know that date you could make like a street fight logo with the subway logo and that date and just say never forget I think that'd be a funny uh, t-shirt for like the avid listeners, you know. Yeah. Um, because you mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Um, but uh, the other... Oh my god! When you all were talking about the um, that uh, the 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 is it the Air Force, or the Navy band? Yeah, um, yeah Max, uh, Impact.
0: Max Impact. That's my shit.
10: Do you do you know like like what like like the term Max Impact? Any kind of like street uh value to that, or like any other connotation to it?
0: No i i think okay
10: that, so like you
0: go go with no you go you go if you know i i'd like to hear it
10: so, so so you know what poppers are right
0: poppers yeah yeah
10: okay so like there's this new drug within like mostly like the gay scene and it's a it's a it, it's pretty much just a spray and it's like an ethyl nitrate or some bullshit. Amyl nitrate. And, um, it's called Max Impact. So like it's it's pretty much you spray it on a cloth and you give it to somebody that you're uh th- that you're you no know, you're having sex with and whatever. It kinda loosens it up like poppers. So the whole time you guys are talking about this pro military thing called Max Impact, that's the image I have the whole time of just like <laughs> they don't know that like that's <laughs> what it is.
0: I gotta tell you, it's much cooler than when you actually watch Max Impact perform. They are like the least cool uh, uh, group of people I've ever seen make rock music.
10: I oh, don't know. I just think so much of their, like their like their music videos with just some like guys getting down with each other, of okay. <laughs> those party drugs.
0: <laughs> yeah, we should. We, maybe we could make a, a music video for them. Use their music to pu- maybe a little bit more exciting video experience for Max Impact. <laughs> oh, no, oh, that'd Jesus. be funny. I mean, it's mostly and, old people watching talking- their kid in the vi- their kids in the vid. Like the comments are all like, "That's my son at, at three minutes and forty two seconds coming out of the water," and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> impressive, <laughs> cool." Max Impact rules.
10: Uh- I, you were talking about um I think it was two weeks ago the um like this the quote unquote spiritual trademark people who have the cognitive dissonance of like also being like trump supporters or just like democratic liberal and I don't know man, just being in like twelve step rooms as a leftist um I make it work for me, but it's just bizarre to me how you can like have this this uh message of like altruism and and spirituality and love and yet like support these vile things and it's like it's just like a whole culmination and like persona and whatever and it's just like i see it every day and and i just don't know how i I think brett hit on it like during that um bit but it's like i had like an own epiphany because kind of go through stuff in your head like it's just, it's some I mean, being an addict and being a fucking leftist, you get, you get like down and depressed and suicidal and all this sort of stuff and you're like, I wish I was, you know, uh, uh, uh either black-pilled or just, uh, not woke or this and that but, like, I don't know, I just see people who are just vile and then they just, they don't know how to process their feelings or process, like, the bigger picture at hand so, like, you know, there's nothing to be, uh, uh coveted by these people that seem like um like they're in the dark or whatever. Like it's 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 just it's just a a sad state of affairs for anybody to um uh just be in support of any kind of like this capitalist like just brutalist landscape that we're in. So it fucking sucks, man. It's 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 it sucks. But I know you guys got some calls and whatever. I don't want to take too much of your time. I love you guys so much and uh thanks for letting me bullshit.
0: Yeah, Thank thanks you. for calling we, call. we love you too, Rossi. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the, uh, I guess. piece, you, the others, you know, kind of paint, the, fill in the picture. I just thought about this is, um, people that do charity, like this is from a liberal, liberal place. And I'm sure from also, you know, Republicans do more charity than, uh, than anybody else, but that you kind of get this thing where you think you, you categorize people as dangerous and criminals and dirty and all of this stuff. And you say you care and love for them. But when it comes to your real life, you're like, oh, I have to worry about my own safety. Like I have to treat I have to treat every homeless person like a threat. Yes. You know? Uh even though like the interactions they're having with them was like a soup kitchen or something, they're just have can, they just think that they've been doing crime all day and they're they're coming in for, you know, a meal and they're gonna go do crime all night, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're you're right about that. I, it is weird like how dark that the the I mean basically the the people that have bought into politics like american politics the the democrats and the republicans i think there's like a real darkness yeah in well, that in that like it, it, on all, like the same darkness yeah all the way around they just rationalize their like feelings in different ways where one Likes to say things that make people feel good. And the other one likes to yell at people and make them feel bad. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm even having trouble now. Like, we had a little mini, like, socially distanced get-together. And uh people are speaking highly of Barack Obama again. Because it's just, like, you're not allowed to say anything bad about him. Because Trump is apparently the worst thing that's ever happened. And, uh, like, you know, Obama didn't do anything about the police problem when he was, he was president. And it was happening. Like, he did his... I, I still... I don't, like... The, they just want everything to be back to normal. All the people that were with us, the, uh, with the George Floyd and were sharing all of that abolish the police. They didn't mean a lick of it. They, they wanted, wanted they back. wanted the clout. Yeah. They wanted an Instagram picture in front of a mural outside of city hall. And, uh, they're going to say that Biden's not so bad and the Democrats aren't so bad, you know? Yeah. They were sharing a thing yesterday. The uh, last time I was on Twitter it was like, Democrats make things better or something yes. like that and it was just like no they don't they don't do fucking anything yeah they're they're i mean yeah i, I was in that conversation when we were kind of talking about they pick different people to leave behind is yeah. what they do <laughs> if trump uh uh in 10 years like is it gonna bother trump that he still can't hang out with celebrities and isn't actually considered this dignified guy yeah and like uh a lot of people weren't so confident that he would they were kind of confident that he would get out of there and be this dignified man but i sort of feel like he's not like he's lost that whole like it's all gone and like he doesn't get to hang out with celebrities anymore because if a celebrity hangs out with him yeah they're roundly like you know there's Scott Baio. Yeah. You know what you can't I mean. Do it. Yeah. It's just not like a star power thing to be in yeah. Trump, you know. Like Ryan Seacrest doesn't want to hang out with Trump. Yeah, not to be seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and like uh yeah, I mean, even with that last election, Jimmy Fallon like tussling his hair, is, like he had to come back and be like I didn't like know what I was doing, you know what I mean? Sure. Like he had to even apologize and it's like yeah, I think until Trump dies Like it's going to be in the back of his mind that he used to have everything. And now he just has he can go stand in an arena and a bunch of like people that he has utter contempt for can cheer for him while he talks about how they clog the toilets and shit. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's all he has left. And that's probably not at all what he envisioned if he got to be the president. Right. You know? Right. All right. We got two more to go. Let's get them. No, no jump ins. We got we got about 10 more minutes. <laughs> thanks for calling Tree Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, two one zero. You're good. You're hey, still. How going? Good. How about yourself?
11: Doing well, thanks. Um, my name's Jordan. I live in Bozeman, Montana. <gasps> Second um, Jordan. I am thinking about quitting my job and moving back to my hometown and being like a bartender.
1: Okay. <clears throat> right
11: on. But. The pay would be like $13 less an hour. Okay. That's a big one. And I can't decide if that's a good move right now or not. Um, Hmm. I've been at my current job like five years. Okay, Um, I'm like a supervisor now. Sorry, I'm pretty nervous.
0: No, you're
1: fine. You're doing great. You're good. You're doing
11: great. I'm
0: coming through clear. Uh,
11: Um, So what I do at work right now... I deal with, like, a lot of water and fire damage, but I also clean up, like, forensic stuff, so, like, Oof, no. homicides and suicides yeah. and stuff, Sure. Eww. so my job, like, my job's pretty stressful to say the least, I guess, um, but I think jumping down to, like, $10 an hour um, at a job that seems more insecure right now with, all of the corona
1: stuff
11: going on <clears throat> seems like a bad move I don't know
0: um I mean, if you're looking at here's the thing if you're looking at this as like monetarily or as like I'm gonna be able to do this, and my life is not I'm not gonna lose like my quality of life or anything like that, and uh you're just looking at it in that kind of uh uh way, then it's probably not. The best decision but the thing is i had a job that paid me a lot of money not a lot of money but more than i thought i had the capability of making and would have kept raising that up every year had i wanted to stay and uh, i made the decision right. to quit and make no money and have a drastic reduction in like my our quality of life went way down, and it did that for fucking you know more than five years. Like I we really struggled really hard, but I tend to feel like when you come out on the other end of that kind of thing, uh, uh it makes you yeah. it, you makes like you buy end up shirts. what it makes you buy hundred dollar shirts. Well, no, i just joking. It's not a it's not a, even a money thing. You come out on the other end, and you're going to be happier with what you do. You know, you're not going to, yeah. you, maybe you aren't going to be a bartender in five or six years. Like maybe you will go get the job as a bartender and you meet somebody at the bar that knows something else and you find this thing you're very passionate about and you get to do for a living. Uh, When I quit the cable company to go to school, like, my main thought was like i i gotta try to be an academic i gotta do really well because my uh you know i want to prove that i can and, and i you did were, yeah you want to do you want you were thinking that was going to be your career you were going to focus on doing academic as a career yeah so and then like as i did it i was like oh this is okay then i switched to social work and then switched to this after that or teaching And then this, after that, like, these were all things that at the time felt like really right things to make the move into. And like, I have to say that, like, I came out on the other end of that. If I didn't go through all that shit, you know, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be able, I don't think I'd be able to do this show in the way that I do. And I wouldn't have been able to give my whole, my whole self over to it if I hadn't taken that leap and just did it. Now I would wait until things yeah. start opening a little more. But uh I think like yeah. if you're in a miserable job and the choice is like cause you gotta think of what you're really saying if if you don't go. You're what you're really saying is like this is the job. This is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm going to have. And you're if you're unhappy with that then you know uh uh you don't want to do anything for the rest of your life. That makes you unhappy.
11: Yeah, no, my, the job I have now, I, I like the guys I work with a lot. Um, I've tried to get them, you know, organized and unionized, but some of them are kinda, you know, big, big Trump guys. So they're hard to deal with on like that kind of stuff. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's just kind of a dangerous time to jump. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, I mean, I would say honestly, um, really, if you're in a shit place, one thing that can get you out of it is a plan. Um, where right now you're going to work, you're feeling miserable, you think it's never going to end. There's nothing else you can do. So if if you can get a plan to move in six months or three months, uh, and just maybe sock away some money. I'd I'd save, save as much money. The extra income you have now over the next six months, you know, might get you a couple thousand dollars or a thousand dollars or something to float once you get, uh, home. But, you know, moving back home and doing the bartender thing, isn't the end of your journey. It's not like you're signing up for the rest of your, that's the rest of your life. So if, if you, some people like, You know, this is the decision people make. A lot of people are like, I like $22 an hour and I'm never going back. Uh, I'm going to figure out how to go to this job and I'm going to do that. And that's, that's what I do. And I, I go to Sam's club and I have a whatever, like whatever makes them happy. (laughs) They do it for the stress of the job. But if you can, if you can downshift into a lower lifestyle and be okay with it and, uh, make it work. It's from there you you're op- you have you'll have extra free time, right? You won't be wor- you won't be devoting all of your life to that career. You'll have time to plot and scheme about what you want to do and get into uh, you know projects and hang around places and do things that actually interest you. And that's where you're going to find your opportunities or or what kind of a job you can specialize in to get back to that twenty dollars an hour. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I agree. I the the place I got the. Go ahead. No, I just what he said. He's he's totally right. It's like it's it's kind of what I was saying in that like you don't like taking making the jump is the hardest fucking thing in the world to do. And what Brett said about making a plan and sticking to it is a way that makes sure that you make the jump without a ton of risk there's risk right yeah but like he if if, in six months i have a feeling people are going to be filling bars and uh uh Mm. if you planned it out and had a little bit set aside and had all your stuff figured out i i really do believe that like i mean you could end up bartending at a fancy restaurant you know what i mean and making a Uh, Making all that money again But you're doing it as a bartender Not as something you don't want to be Right And there's so um, much hustling Um, There's a lot of hustling tips on this show So just pay attention to the hustlers
11: (laughs) (laughs) Where it gets tricky though Um, Kind of running out of time to make a plan Um, I need to make this decision Like before september 1st
1: i would do
0: i'm supposed to start the okay i i mean that's just but don't like do it because i said i would do it but i'm a hundred percent like i i will always advise that i mean it happened with brett's wife and she's doing what she wants to do it it's happened with most of the friends that i have and in the end came out good yeah yeah i mean uh you gotta just understand that you're you're not they're not you're not gonna die because of it like they're you're not gonna you you're going to get there and you're going to make a plan you're a scramble and you'll have to utilize a lot of skills but you got to keep your head on a swivel and just make the transition happen and it will as long as you don't as long as you focus on it uh making it work uh, i think you can do it on september 1st like might as well
11: all right I, I i think i'm gonna do it appreciate that, you guys keep us posted time. you guys have a good night yeah, yeah thanks for calling keep yeah, us posted. I'll back in. thank you guys
0: i mean yeah thank being, being st- stuck at hometown man i mean there's at least like a buddies that you can call and say like what are you up to like can you know where i can get some stuff can i sell weed for you <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i mean it, there's the you know being home and and working at a bar is a job where you meet a ton you of do, people yeah and like all the, the they're going to bring different things to your life and things are going to come in and out of your life and you're going to go through phases that seem like the most difficult thing in the world and like uh, uh that's going to happen in your life your whole life anyway you know so it's, yeah you might as well just be like i i guess if i have to fucking figure out a way to scrounge up money to have a whopper yeah. in the end i'm gonna I'm going to do well for. I, I can get out of this. I yeah. know that I have the skill to get somewhere. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I was like, uh, cleaning uh, up crime scenes. Tough job. Yeah. Tough. <laughs> uh, all right. Last call to end them all. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking tonight? Hey, uh, it's,
12: I guess, anonymous uh, tonight because I'm going to be talking about UP
0: uh, Austin. The, but can I say uh, it's, the it's anonymous? Another, it's a-
12: It's another college call. Okay. What? uh, I'm not the anonymous. Like the Guy Fox mask anonymous.
0: We thought you were a. Yeah, I know.
12: If I were, I'd be able to like act on on like the bullshit that UT's pulling, but you know, obviously that's not a a case for now.
0: Okay. What states it in? UT. What? UT Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. UT UT Austin. This is Texas. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know any of the two letters.
12: Hook them horns. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely dude. Hook, well, <laughs> maybe not hook em because, uh, like here's what's going on. Um, UT is just like, it's, it's about to be a, a crazy COVID situation there. Um, I'm not attending in person this semester, but I went to visit, um, some friends for the weekend right before school. And, uh, just like being there and being in that environment, stressed me the hell out. And, uh, it, Oh my God, they're going to have so much COVID in not too long.
0: Yeah, that's how it felt when I was on campus the other day. OSU had a, a sorority that had uh, 20, 20 some
12: confirmed cases.
0: And yeah, people That's probably- exactly
12: what's happening. It's because it's they do their rush first. They do their rush like the whole week before school starts. And so all these girls are mingling. They have to go to every single sorority. And then, you know, all the girls are hanging out with themselves.
0: It's just terrible. And also, they're just, we, people uh, still like, this hasn't even become an argument like about asymptomatic people. Like we that still should like mm-hmm. we nobody's talking about that. Nobody understands that <clears throat> a third of people that are get testing positive like show no signs of having it at all. So there's plenty of healthy seeming mm-hmm. kids coming to class that are that have just as much of a viral load. They're just carrying it. They're yeah. just carrying it, yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And yeah. Uh
12: and, and I mean the university's like not stopping it either.
0: Are they so, testing? Well, yeah, so, so <laughs> kind of. Here, here's. Sorry. Are they testing?
12: Uh, for now they have the tests that test within two to three days, and in about two weeks that's when they say they'll have the 15 minute test. But if you ask me, so I'm in San Antonio, um, and so I we had like our whole own outbreak here, uh-huh. and during that time I actually got it, uh, not from going out or anything, but during that time you could not get like hardly any tests, you know. I ended up having yeah. to wait like three or four days for my result after I found a place with a test. But, you know, if, if there were quick tests, you had to wait like three hours for one, you know? Yeah. This, so I figured that it, by the time ahead. that those quick tests get easy, they're going to make it to where you can't take them unless you have like four symptoms.
0: Yeah, that's then. That, that's exactly the wrong thing is that if they want to be aggressive about it, they should have a whole team of people that randomly test people throughout the day that are just walking on fucking campus and it's all registered to your phones and you have to be traced i mean you know it it it, like i am getting a little i'm getting out of the anxiety of it um like i'm living my life very secluded but at the same time what i'm observing Mm -hmm. from like wuhan china that did that outdoor electric music festival was that all they did was test, mm-hmm. test people constantly. Like when you left the neighborhood, you would just stop and someone would shove a fucking swab up your nose. They would sign a number to it and then you could mm-hmm. go do your thing. And then they'd catch every single person that had it and isolate them. And we could do the similar thing, but there's no way to make money doing that. Like you're going to cost your school a lot of money. You no, know, there's to no way to sp- make money. And then
12: also there's plenty of people who would just call that like authoritarianism and, and just couldn't, couldn't allow that to be part of their lives.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, too. It's like, yeah, the Wuhan situation, they said they had 67 days of intense lockdown, and that would have maybe started a civil war of some sorts. It, I mean, probably not because they're all cowards, but there would have been a lot more acts of random violence. There would have been activated, like, lone wolf uh, gun people and, and militia assholes, too. I bet. Yeah.
12: So, anyway, so here, here's basically, like, why it's about to be really bad and, and kind of, like, how UT plays just the biggest role in this. Um, So first and foremost, UT this entire summer allows people to sign up for classes um, without kind of making their big... uh, uh, I mean, it's like all other colleges. They're they're teasing that they're going to be open, but then, uh, you know, so they can get people to sign up and then they kind of shut it off. But in UT's case, they don't actually make it to where it's all online. They make it to where basically everybody who signed up for classes, it turns out most of them, like three of their classes or four of their classes are online then they have one in person. So they still have to be at UT. And, you know, if they want to live in a dorm, they buy a dorm or off-campus housing or whatever. And so uh, they do that, and uh, they get you to go there, be part of spreading. Their dorms, uh, they should be offering only one-person rooms for probably the price of just, what, a double, right? Because, it's, I mean, they shouldn't be putting two people in a room. But they're doing that in these shoebox-sized rooms. And, uh, I mean, the biggest issue is the Greek life off-campus, obviously. Uh, it's obviously like the, the worst thing, um, because they've just been partying like all day, every day. Yeah. Uh, there's a UPE epidemiologist who made this kind of like, uh, uh, prediction, right? He said that about 0.5% of kids who go, and there are 23,000 kids going to Austin, this little area in the middle of downtown. He says that 0.5% of those people have it, right? And so if you have a meeting of 10 people, Is like a 4% chance that you're going to have it. And then a meeting of 100, there's a 40% chance that one person there at least has it and is just spreading it. And it's like, if if you're partying every night, you know, when you're trying to invite as many girls or guys or whatever to your house as you can, you're just fucking, you're the
0: Petri days. You are it. Yeah. And the university isn't stopping it. They've been moving. So what I've noticed on campus is that people have moved their TVs out to the front porch and they're just all partying Mm -hmm. out outside from what i can tell but Mm-mm. the bars are all packed. people aren't
12: are, they're just staying inside still yeah that's yeah. well, bars it's... i haven't been to six three but i bet the bars are packed
0: yeah yeah i mean i i mean until the hospitals are overflowing they're just going to keep pushing through it i i don't know what they're gonna what's going to stop them at this point point. and it's really i'm, I'm getting really disappointed Nothing. in the yeah. way that everybody's like gave like Everybody was like, 2020's canceled. And now I feel like everybody is kind of like, well, let's get some fun in to wrap things up. And the winter's going to be way yeah, more man, in- indoor activities. Like- I just saw Brian, AMC theaters, you can buy tickets. They put yeah. one seat in between you, but you, I can go see the new mutants next week no, or whatever. That's terrible. But the, and, and, uh, that's horrible because
12: you can still turn to your left and like cough on the guy. But one or of the girl. annoying, the Nine annoying, binary pal.
0: The annoying thing about uh like the kid dialogue is that you have all of these like concerned mommy blog naturalists people that are like talking about the development of child of a child and it's like I think our kids are getting some pretty interesting development that we never got as kids like they're developed it like the developing doesn't stop just because they didn't go to the brainwashing mm-hmm. academy like they're they're developing in a way and understanding the world in a different scenario than we ever did. And I don't know. I'm not concerned for my kid at at, right. at that at, at like for missing a year of school.
1: Yeah. Um, compared really. to
0: what I've seen yeah. in, in other places, this isn't this isn't the end of the world. This isn't going to wipe out everybody. We're handling it badly, but there is a, there is a there are places that you know have uh, have accomplished you know what we're looking for. I don't know. It's- yeah. Well. Okay. Well, sorry. I, just like another
12: thing I was gonna say about like the feeling of West Campus or and and campus is that uh, um sorry West Campus is where all the uh, Greek life stuff is. It, it, there's this feeling that everybody knows it's, it's going to happen and every pretty much everybody's going to get it or whatever. But because of that, there's almost like this weird like I don't know. I can't characterize it, but it's like if you knew nine eleven was going to happen tomorrow and you couldn't stop it. It's real somber, but yeah. it's like already accepted of it, you know?
0: I agree. I agree. I think, and you know, I've said this before, but there's probably been a lot of jokes, joke coughing going on, and a bunch of coronavirus parties on campus already. You're you know, obviously they're not posting them online or whatever, but there's a lot of yeah, like it's all it's
12: all like under the table invite.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've I've seen I've already seen yeah secret screenings of movies and stuff and uh, you know invite only uh-huh. parties happening. Yeah, they're just they. I yeah, mean, the invite only parties there are. Huh? Yeah, it, it's
12: college. Yeah, and well, so I think that's part of the hugest issue is because because everybody thinks it is college and everybody kind of has the understanding that oh you know COVID won't kill me or uh, all we're all teens we're hardly going to get sick or whatever. Because of that, I think everybody's, like, okay with getting it, which is an issue because you, you hear all those stories about the people who have already gotten it, who just, like, you know, they, they have these long-term complications, you know, and we're about to have an entire generation of, like, everybody who went to college is about to get whatever those long-term complications are, and I was having a conversation uh, with one person, and, I mean, he brought up that, like, it's kind of like how there's this whole, like, generation of people who have shingles in them because they got chickenpox. Mm-hmm. It's like that,
0: but like we don't know what shingles is going to be. It could be terrible. Yeah, yeah. The the lasting stuff for COVID also yes is, is like I mean that's just a lottery that you don't want to play. Some of the stuff like sterilization was one of one of the possibilities yeah, for younger folks. Dude, uh, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would be cheap. Give that to the old guys. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and uh, in and, and the lung issues, and you know, seeing like you know. People that seemingly healthy people get a bad case of it is like why why tangle with it and and really it is a matter of it's a matter of leadership and uh you know the the schools are responsible for that entire environment there uh you know the people are paying for them yeah to, to be know, in charge and, of everything
12: yeah and they have they have like legal jurisdiction over you know a lot of that area that you know they claim that they can't really do anything about because it's like it's all, you know, uh, students acting their own way. Right. And the university can't, can't step over that. You know, just the issue in my eyes is that, like in the spring for, you know, unrelated reasons to COVID, I think they added what, like seven cop cars or something to West campus. It's, it's not that big of an area. They added a bunch of police just because of, you know, faux safety concerns. And, um, I mean, look, when I went, I didn't see a single homeless person on West campus and there used to be a plenty, you know, Yeah. Or, houseless you know it it just made me feel terrible it's like that's why we have the cops there it's not because because people are getting stabbed once a month or whatever you know like like they
0: keep trying to blame it on yeah absolutely yeah well yeah yeah thanks for calling yeah we appreciate it yeah the school stuff is interesting it's good it's it's happening and you know it's affecting a lot of people right now so we appreciate the input
12: Uh uh-huh all right thank you guys so much yeah, have a great, You're one. great Peace. You really helped me through the summer, actually. It's a great summer. Good, good. Anyway. I'm, I'm glad.
0: <laughs> uh, they helped me too. I listen to them in yeah, the middle y'all of have the, a night, good night. In the middle of the night. Have a great one. Yeah. Um somebody did ask if we still listen to podcasts, which made me laugh in the group. They were like, Hey, do you, are y'all too big for podcasts now? <laughs> not right this second. Like I'm not listening to any podcasts but I have favorite podcasts. Yeah. That I Yeah. You listen to podcasts all the time. Don't I you? listen to them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I, I mean, I'm, the only reason I'm not listening to them is because I have to listen to sh- shock jocks right now. I'm, I basically all of my time is dedicated to listening to terrible people say awful things. But, uh, the, uh, yeah, the one I, so I have been listening to a lot of your Kickstarter sucks and a lot of block party because. I know those are good guys, but they don't talk about coronavirus and they don't talk about like uh the government fucking us all over. It's yeah. very much like fun and lighthearted what I'm looking for. It's two of my those are two every week listens for me. But I also started listening to Vanguard Army, which is Posada's Trap Gods podcast, uh, and Lil the Trill. They've they just started it up, but the first few episodes have been Good. I, I like to hear it and I like the, I, I just the the, the attitude, the style. Like it's just more along, you know, it's somebody I could talk to. The podcast, I like, I like people that I feel like I can hang out with, you know? Yeah. Um, I like, uh, also the ones, I mean, you know, everything elite and, uh, the bad wrestling podcast and those are two shows that i love the trillbillies obviously i listen to the read every single week i love the read um i listen to i, I listen sometimes to dumb bitch media uh is funny and uh doughboys all the time uh district sentinel radio they're 20 min- I that got me back into the news because i can listen to 20 minute episodes now you know yeah here's a uh here is a a Someone... it's only patreon one uh-huh But, uh, uh, it's called Festival Schmestival, and it's the two minutes to midnight, two minutes to late night guys, uh, having people put their own festivals together, music festivals, by using their recently played. Your first 10 bands are your recently played playlists, and your second 10 bands you get to pick. And like, you get to, uh, uh, you get one hologram, one reunion, one full album. Wow. That's really fun. And it's like, uh, yeah, I'm trying to bully my way onto it, actually. But, uh, yeah, it's a, that's a really fun podcast to listen to. And, uh, uh, minion death cult and garbage brain university are both good. Oh, yeah. I listen to minion death cult every week. Um, trying to look for embarrassing ones. I listen to throwing shades, uh, still every single week. All I have is like post wrestling is the or voices of wrestling. I listen to the voices of wrestling and post wrestling podcasts, but like, I don't have super embarrassing things unless you consider, uh, uh, unless you consider wrestling podcasts embarrassing, then I have a lot of those. But also again, like I am, I have been listening to Opie and Anthony and Loveline for two entire weeks. That's it. That's all I hear. Uh, I mean, it's just a real joy. It's like really, it's not bad. You know what it is? It's like the first two or three days, I'm like, this fucking sucks. I hate doing this. And then after two or three days, it's like, I don't need to listen to anything. We are else. sorry, but the show has stuff. ended. You know, goodbye. It, it, I'm burning through it. And it's. I think I'm gonna get to a point where I've seen all the audio for a lot of these shows. Really? You just nothing YouTube. new? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, we had a wonderful call on the show this week. Uh, everybody was awesome. Thanks for calling in and telling your stories. We appreciate it, as always. If you want to support what we do, uh, head over to Street Fight, or Patreon.com slash Radio. You can get bonus materials every month uh, and also get updates from us, things that we're doing. It's all over there in Patreon.com slash and It's a way to, to keep the show rolling so we can pay more artists and people to hook up to work on the zines we can pay jason and jake and katie and everybody to help out so it's a family affair and we appreciate
1: all the support that we get from all y'all so we'll see you on wednesday